Oh. What's that? What in the H-E double? Dad, what are you doing in my room? Alright, where is this Crackle in your room and why are you going to a fest for it? Dad, those are just tickets for Crackle Fest 10 happening during the Emerald City Comic Con. Live from the Hard Rock Cafe in Seattle on March 13th. Oh, it's that dork music you like so much. Nerd Rock, Dad. And this is the 10 year celebration of Kirby Crackle rocking those nerds. They're going to be playing the entire E for Everyone album. Here's one that I think even you like am I enjoying this crackle fest 10 will also see live looping and mermaid pop star Emily McVicker and all the way from Denver h2 awesome perform advanced tickets $15 $20 at the door show starts at 8 30 p.m. for more information head to Kirby crackle music.com <laughs> looks like I'll need to get a ticket then why do you think I got two dead <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. And as we wrap up to Emerald City Comic Con, I have invited uh, three awesome folks to share the studio with me today. We haven't, uh, I haven't had a full house like this uh, in studio and as long as I can remember. And got a real exciting one for you today because, uh, man, all of us have exciting things. We've come from various corners of the uh, of the geek economy to uh, come together. See, see, I, I wanted to get a side smile out of you before I introduced <laughs> you there, but anyway. Um, so, uh, joining me today are two award winning podcasters and award winning cosplayer of which I am none of. I'm I'm just uh, I'm I just me I just me. Um, so we're uh, we are going to go around the horn individually. Uh, to my right, your left. Uh, if you're uh, watching us on the radio, uh, Dyer Oxley, host of the Northwest Nerd Podcast, welcome. Well, thank you very much. It's great to great to be here. Yeah. Second time. This is my second time on. You on are Cybert. yes, you are you are a two time offender. And uh, before <laughs> before we get before we get too far, uh, congratulations on your recent engagement. Thank you very much, Nina. Uh, I'm totally dating up. I don't nice. want to say too much and jinx it until she like <laughs> figures it out. But yeah. Yeah, that that happened over while we were on break, and so I kind of came back and. Very yeah. cool. Well, that's that's incredibly exciting. We continue, um, and to uh, straight down the middle to either my left or my further left or far right, however you want to go. <laughs> uh, cosplayer Pixie Bomber joins us. Welcome to Mike Cybert Radio. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you for contacting me. Yeah, this is. I I I'm just so excited about like I I was uh, I was uh, messaging with uh, with Max recently. I told him I go I'm I'm like actually like quakingly 
really excited for how much how much fun we're going to have here. So uh, we, if I remember correctly, I think maybe we casually sort of met at Jet City briefly. Like, oh my God, I was Madison from Z Nation. It was so beautiful. <laughs> exactly. It was it was a uh, fun times. I was uh, I was set up at the table next to Dyer and Nick uh, back at Jet City Comic Show, and and so yeah. So when when I was talking to both uh, Dyer and Eric, and they're like, oh man, well we gotta get Pixie Bomber in here. I was like, yes, we totally do. <laughs> so uh, um, thank you for uh, uh, joining us down here in uh, in our Seattle studio. This is gonna be a lot of fun. So. It should be. And we continue on my farthest left, as far left possible. You're <laughs> um, not wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was almost building towards something, and that, that all just came together for nothing. Pissing people off on the Facebooks all the time. Can't stop. Uh, the uh, stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, the host stop. I encourage him with gifts. It's so, I love yeah. it. The <laughs> no, best, keep it going. You, you the best friends <laughs> encourage my my. Yeah, well, I was, I was going <laughs> to say, well, a, a man that has his privilege in check more than anyone I have ever met in my entire life, please give it up for Eric Mannix of the Cosplay Land podcast and Eric Mannix Photography. Hi. How you doing? I'm well. This is my second time on the show. You had, uh, you had Cosplay Land on uh, at Jet City live on the air. That was super fun, even with the kids like staring at me in my eyes as they took the candy, breaking my concentration. That's the, the, great, <laughs> the great thing about live. Like yeah. I, I was, I had a thought, and this kid reached in for the Reese's, and he was just staring. I was like, I, I was supposed to be saying something, and now I'm like, I got social anxiety, dog. You can't be staring at me like that when I'm, I got a mic in front of me. That's just like, so that was fun. But you know what? Now we're in the studio. If I mess it up, you can edit it out. Exactly. I can I just awesome. point out something about that? Please. You can, we were, we were table side by side at Jet yeah. City Comic Con, and yeah. I'm, I, I never know what to do at, at conventions. Right. Because we're a podcast. Yep. We don't sell anything, so we're not like the other vendors. There's really no reason. For us to be there, so I try things. I like set up a mobile recording station. I, I I try to like have like a bunch of freebies, or I've done a prize mystery box. Ooh, and yeah, stuff I before. got a cup out of that one. So <laughs> I've done plenty of stuff. Mike shows up with a bowl of candy. He just that's all. He just sets it out. It's like yeah. there's a bowl How of candy. How did I miss the bowl of candy? He, your table was the most popular table really in that corner. All I, for for like a couple years now. I've been trying to figure out what do I need to do. Apparently. Yep. I just needed to invest in childhood diabetes. I just needed to like <laughs> just put the bull out there and get people to like come on. Okay. Not that I'm bitter about it. No, buy low, no. sell high. That's <laughs> I. I actually. Uh, um, that was a trick I picked up from the Radio versus the Martians podcast. They were at Jet City Comic Show like three or four years before uh, before we mm-hmm. were, and that was their thing. They it's they the had they had the bowl of candy. And I was like, you know, one of these days I'm gonna have the opportunity to use that, and sure enough, I did. And and um and I gotta give credit to my wife Lucky on this one because I was just gonna grab you know regular candy like you know tootsie rolls or reese's or whatever and she's like no dude dumb dumb suckers what are you talking about i'm like oh my god she knows me she knows my aesthetic because uh you know uh my dude manix was making uh comments about that because like if i don't uh if i don't post up a uh, haircut selfie with a sucker dangling out of my face (laughs) there's something wrong that's that's the trademark at this point oh yeah i love it <laughs> you have no idea. You have fundamentally altered Northwest Nerd's approach to conventions now, where I totally am exploring a different route to try to attract people to the table. Nice. I won't take dum dums. I'm going to leave those for you. I okay? appreciate that. I'm going to have to try something else. It's like a, a nerdy something or I'll other. Nerdy you candy. I got okay. you. Get nerds. Nerds candy. <laughs> Gosh. What's up, nerd? You want some nerds? So on the nose. Yeah. So. Nerds <laughs> would be good for the podcast, too. Shake it. Yeah. 
There you go. Perfect. <laughs> you get a little, get a little uh, ASMR going. I have a box of nerds. <laughs> Thank you. That has been my uh, my uh, ASMR That's performance. Your tiny desk ASMR. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like this thing's in mono, though, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So we we have uh, we have gathered here on uh, on this uh, bright and sunny afternoon in downtown Seattle because, uh, uh, like I mentioned at the top, uh, coming up in just a uh, just a couple short weeks, uh, Emerald City Comic Con will be here, and each and every one of us has not just like one thing, but like a couple things and a couple like overlapping things. So I thought it would be cool to kind of uh, bring in the uh, uh, the the Justice League of Nerd Energy and uh, and talk about our things uh, because like like I said before there's there's kind of like uh, there's like some um, overlaps that I didn't realize until as I I was like wait a minute so he's hosting an after party she's a judge he's emceeing but he's hosting a panel but she's hosting a separate panel it's like I I got I got bring my friends in to uh, uh, unpack all this so. Um, so I guess let's start with uh, with my buddy Dyer over here, and okay. let's talk about the um, uh, the costume uh, costume contest after party yes. on Saturday. I won two years ago, second place. By the way, uh, yes. she did uh, Pixie Bomber. I have win. no shame. Yeah, no, no shame. Second at place, of course but also not. Hide you've. First of all, our cosplay contest is the peak and highlight of your entire cosplay career. Let's just be honest. She has, of course, won Western Championships of... No, I didn't. Cos- Wait, what was it called before that? The- it was before Reed Pop took over. I took first place in tailoring with Kaylee okay. Shindig dress. All righty. And then Reed Pop took over and was in Western Championships, which I was in, which I missed your cosplay contest that year because... That yes. was a really but big But you came guess. back to the more important cosplay contest later and eventually. I did the next year, yes. Oh, okay. uh, and that's where we met in person and now we're friends. Northwest Nerds, um, amateur and intermediate cosplay you contest just is kind of what S. Northwest Nerds. <laughs> yeah. Is that happening? Is that happening to me now? Northwest. No, no. Northwest Nerds, uh, possessive, not Northwest Nerds. You're you're Sorry. you're speaking though. Yes. Okay. So make sure. So no nobody can see the apostrophe s because I heard it the same way you did. Okay. It's like, it's like right. let's just put this. So are you a Newsweek subscriber? Is that? Oh is my. That what's... Okay. So all right. Back so, all right. For let, all let's listeners. walk that back. Yeah. Go ahead. It wasn't just that. <laughs> so New- Newsweek uh, did a thing about how Phoenix Jones just got arrested for some uh, alleged drug dealing kind of stuff. Uh, that's all in the news. We had covered his retirement and interviewed him a while ago. And so when Newsweek did an article, they pulled from our interview and said uh, Northwest Nerds uh, interviewed him, you know, like N-E-R-D-S, you know. I wrote them and said, hey, just so you know, we're Northwest Nerd. We're not Northwest Nerds. Uh, It's not the first time that's happened. G. Scott always calls us Northwest Nerds whenever I talk to him on the air. Uh, and so I, I wrote back. They did a little correction. They didn't actually correct it properly, but I just figured I'd take my win. <laughs> yeah. And that weekend, like the very weekend after that, we went to the Northwest Geek Awards right. to accept like, okay, we, we went in for Best Podcast and we were going for like Geek of the Gear. Joel the Geek got it. Not that I'm bitter about it. but uh, <laughs> We love you, Joel. He was very deserved of that, by the way. But we got Best Podcast. Yeah. And when the big thing came up on the screen, who won? Northwest Nerds. Again. So it was like I love it. It was like this name thing keeps like following us throughout. And I and I don't want to be the person that's like a kind of like a, a I don't I don't know. I don't want to come off like a jerk about it. Like it's not it's not Northwest Nerds, it's Northwest Nerd. But 
So when he said it out loud, I had to call attention to it to yes. make sure okay. what we were like doing. Like I said, it was a, it was a weird record scratch moment because I heard it too. <laughs> Let me try this again. Northwest nerds possessive, <laughs> amateur and intermediate <laughs> cosplay contest, March fourteenth, eight p.m. at the Ray Gun Lounge that is on <laughs> Pine Street, very close to the convention center, where at the same time that weekend. Emerald City Comic Con. Yep. So that the lawyers are happy. We are not associated with Emerald City Comic Con. This is just our event, like a lot of people do, outside of the convention, mm-hmm. after parties and so forth. We have done this almost every year since we've had the podcast going. Except and, for last year. Except for last year. I, I will get to that. I have <laughs> had many complaints about... I was one. How dare you. So <laughs> we've done this. We, we invite folks that aren't uh, going to go to those Western... Uh, championships of cosplay. You know, the the, the big, very, Mm -hmm. like, professional cosplayers. We're looking for folks that are very DIY, that like to come in and hang out and have a beer uh, and just have fun, because that's right. We've had folks that come up, they never uh, made their costume, they totally bought it, and they just like to come up and have fun and Mm -hmm. talk about why they like Shazam or something like that. So we've totally done that. And that's essentially what we do with this. This year, we have judges from the community. I like to involve uh, prize sponsors and judges that are from like the total community. So Pixie Bomber Cosplay is going to be one of our judges. She's helping me uh, organize this. We also have Mei Jean Cosplay, who has won some costume contests in her own right. I think Rencon most recently. Yes. She has a talent... Um, for other areas that I don't have. So she really balances out the props and the foam. And Would you say you're more seamstress? She's more kind of... Auxiliary? Well, there's like foam and then there's armor. Yep, she's foam and armor. I'm sewing. But I've judged Mm -hmm. enough um, cosplay contests that I understand the technical well enough that I can spot it and see it. Right. And then to round off that panel, we have a photographer for the first time, Hudson Michaels Photography. Anybody in the area, I think, that knows stuff about cosplay and photographers knows Hudson Michaels, as they also know our MC. Eric Mannix. So I totally just went around our room here. See? Uh, Again, so- th- this is what I stumbled on when I started putting <laughs> this together. Because originally, Dyer, I was just going to have you on. Yeah. And because and like I was just going to catch up with what's been going on with Northwest Nerd. Yeah. You know, kind of like, you know, because you guys have gone through some changes and evolutions and developments well, yeah. recently. And so I thought I would do that. And I'm like, well, hey, you know, I, I'm involved in a Emerald City after party. You're involved with an Emerald City after party. They're on two different days. Let's get together yeah. and and kind of talk about the whole weekend but then it's like well i i gotta i gotta loop in my dude manix and again i'm telling the same story <laughs> yeah. twice i've already told this once already and then that's how uh, uh pixie bomber comes to uh join us here now but um but yeah so so manix you're uh you you have kind of one you're uh you are quite uh the uh the renaissance man in the in the community you uh you do some cosplay on your own as uh, professor x and occasionally uh smallville lex luther which i i i live and die for <laughs> I just, That's the favorite. I, it's it, it's super dope. It's super Thank dope. You. Bless you. Um, but are you ever gonna do? And, and let me know if this is like a faux pas. If I should not say it. And I, I and cosplaying as real people is always I don't know sketchy at some degree. Okay. But your name is Billy Krogan on on Twitter. Very intentionally. Yeah. Okay. And I one of my favorite bands is Smashing Pumpkins oh, of all time. I, love, I love Smashing Pumpkins. Just wondering if you ever are gonna go for maybe just like a. Melancholy, Infinite Sadness era of. Billy I, totally, I, totally, I totally would. Uh, so, 
my my handle if you follow me on any social media is like at the Bobby Krogan unless it's Eric Mannix photography for like you know Instagram but like all my personal stuff is always the Bobby Krogan. Oh yeah. I know how to use mics I swear. I podcasted before. I'm, a, I'm an expert. <laughs> but uh uh the reason I go by the Bobby Krogan is my best friend Alan one day was like, "You know what, man? You look like a broke ass Billy Corgan." <laughs> And I was like, "Damn! <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but damn! Like that, 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 that brutal honesty that that just hits." So, so I started thinking, like, well, you know, like there's the stores that don't have Dr. Pepper; they have like Dr. Skipper or Dr. Thunder <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, if I was Walmart, Dr. if I was Walmart uh, Billy Krogan, what would my name be? And it would be Bobby Krogan because it'd be like close enough. So that's that's well, why Billy my Corgan name is. was a lot like uh, David Bowie in that sense. Is like there was different eras of Bowie, yeah. and there was costumes involved, kind of like Elton John. Oh, Billy Corgan kind of did a similar thing where there's like you know the the video from My Eye, and like he had the, the kind of like the what was it? It was like that big kind of black leather. It wasn't a yeah. dress. It was kind of like a flayed out duster of Wait, some kind. The, that very, was, very Cenobite-esque. The yeah. late 90s. <laughs> he was, he was half late, a Hellraiser. Yeah. The late 90s, there. early 2000s pumpkins, they started to lose me a little bit at that Well, it's because they started losing, with, and all due respect to, to the rest of the band, but, you know, uh, James yeah. was probably one of those best guitar players yeah. of that era. And, and once you have that guy leave the band... And then Darcy, and yeah. Well, like, they had that, um, gosh, they had an album a few, gosh, probably a decade ago now. They had, like, a reunion, and they oh, came yeah. back. Oh, and, yeah, like, yeah. But it it didn't have James, and it didn't have Darcy. Right. And uh, You noticed the difference. Yeah, you felt it, because Billy Corbin was always a control freak, and he, like, often recorded a lot of this stuff in the studio. But, like, even even with, like, him physically going in and doing his thing, like, they had such a strong presence on those albums, yeah. like, and and such a heart on those albums, and yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a huge music nerd, so like, yes, uh, I uh, I love that early to mid '90s yes. Smashing Pumpkins best, and so yes, uh, I would take it as a compliment that Alrighty. that version of the aesthetic with like the bullet with butterfly wings and oh, the yeah. silver pants, do, the like zero. the, the, the yeah. star, like the, the, shirt, yeah. those like yeah, yeah. those silver like vinyl pants, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I would rock the hell out of those. Can okay. you pull it together for the costume contest? Oh, uh, probably not that quick. <laughs> no, uh, I'm saying this is on Capitol Hill. I think this would play very well. I mean, you're not That's wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Because I could put an orange tutu on and be a pumpkin. And then if he can, <laughs> <laughs> and if he can pull it together, I was wondering, Dyer. I will be, be the early one? 90s, uh, like uh, early 90s Billy Corgan with like the long hair. And, oh, there you go. And the, we can get you a wig. And the That's paisley shirts That's and things up. like yep, that. Yep. Yeah. And then we'll just do. That's yeah. a look. Um, sorry to bring us down that rabbit it's hole. It's fine. Yeah. Have I, you listened to my show? I've had like <laughs> for, for what, four years. I've been trying to get Dyer in cosplay. We did once for a photo in front of baby, and that's like the closest thing I'm ever going to get. Loose, loose cosplay. I put but on still, a jacket. And you still it. put you put things on Dyer. <laughs> I'm taking it. One of these days. Flag that. <laughs> have I told you about? Can I just take another rabbit hole? Of course. I please. do have a cosplay idea, but it's just yeah, it's beyond my skill. All like right. everybody, you can't see this right now. I have this little black book in front of me. Uh, I eventually got this these little black books because keep having these great ideas, yeah. but I, I want to put them down. So, like, first page of this, for example, is something Nina and I came up with yesterday called Soup. There it is. <laughs> it's a soup stand that delivers a variety of soups, uh, specifically soups that you can walk away with. Wow. So, Damn. Because <laughs> so, it's hard to eat soup. From a window. Like, how are you supposed to do that? So if you develop a way to eat the soup at a walk-up window, soup, there it is. 
uh, <laughs> I think would go over pretty well. You, you uh, realize also, that there's like maybe like a seven year window of people that will even <laughs> understand <laughs> that reference. Yeah, and they're all my customers. Um, <laughs> and, and business will be great I, until they all it. die off. <laughs> In another book, I have no I have an idea for my cosplay, uh-huh. which is um, which is Spock. It's essentially it's it's a it's a Western Spock, okay. right? So I, there's a guy that goes to a lot of conventions. He's an artist. He does a lot of steampunk Star Trek original series. All and right. So I, I Spock is like my favorite from the original series. So I thought it would be cool to do a Western steampunk version of Spock and call him Spock Holiday, and so. Have kind of like that little All mustache right. thing going on, yeah. and have a little okay. bit of that, and then just kind of, you know, did you have that logic mustache? does dictate that I'm your Huckleberry or something like that, <laughs> and just kind of walk around the yeah, yeah. and space and act Val with... Kilmer, exactly, yeah. be like space Val Kilmer. That's beautiful. Like... So, but where, where's the steampunk element coming in? Because that that's oh, just no, Western it's not steampunk. It's more of Western. It's a phase. Well, because the phaser, yeah, I mean, it's just be like it's a phaser guns. Yeah, you need yeah. like some like gears and I no, don't know. that's going to steampunk. If we did like mm-hmm. true Western, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fine, I will drop the steampunk. Yeah, you know, no, I'm all Western. I know people. Spock Holiday. I will try to help you. Okay. I know people. What do you think well, about this, Mannix? You're, you're just kind of like along, sitting on the sidelines. I'm just along for the ride. So, well, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned the cosplay thing, and like as far as like me doing cosplay, that's exactly what it is. Like I'm just along for the ride. Like uh, photography is my big thing, yeah. and like I'm actually like good at photography. Like cosplay. I'm kind of a hot mess, but yeah. like uh, hey, we got our photo together, and that was a it was beautiful. Fun. Hot it was mess. very fun. So the funny. I've done I've done two cosplays ever so far, and yeah. I did, so I did Smallville Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, I love Michael Rose Mom, and I love Smallville. That show is kind of ridiculous, but I love it so much. And uh, and I've only worn it one time, and like I got a very strong response from that. We just I live in Olympia, and we went down to like the Capitol, like right in front of the Capitol steps, did like a quick photo shoot, and like people like lost their minds, and I'm like oh, it's very flattering because I'm very awkward in front of the camera i don't know what i'm doing but my buddy donovan who's an, an amazing photographer he he did a, a quick set with me and they turned out really great uh so i keep wanting to go back and do more just because i have friends that do like you know the joker and stuff and like someday i'll do like a legion of doom super villains like that'll oh. be super super fun i haven't been able to like get that together yet but that is something like this year i know a, a plenty of people that do you know like poison ivy and harley and all these characters mm-hmm. so, like those are dime a dozen yeah, yeah, but it's like finding. Yeah, I'm very when it comes to like Harley and stuff, I get very, very picky, you know, with those because yeah, everyone has that in like Deadpool or whatever. But uh, shots across the bow with the uh, I, I call them like season Mike. But uh, yeah, with cosplay, I basically only do it when I am needed for a thing, which is very rarely. It's like if we need the bald guy, I'm like, hey. Uh, so normally, another thing I do, but so at Jet City, I did. So my brother got married this summer. And so I had to buy a, a, a nice suit for his wedding. So what I did, since I had to buy the suit anyways, I had it like custom tailored in on the inside of the vest. It says Charles Xavier on it. Ah, oh, that's dope. <laughs> so I was like, oh, if I'm going to pay for this suit, I'm at least going to trick it out and make it like my own. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Renee had her awesome zombie land. And so uh, I did a bunch of just, when I was uh, shooting with other people, we'd like pull her in and just be like, you know her in character, like mm-hmm. messing with these other characters and just like tormenting Spider-Man and like. I was like tormenting him. I was like so trying to like <laughs> have him be my friend. You know. 
Yeah, it was super fun. And so there's uh, one of like the promo <laughs> ones that that we're using for the the after party. The Northwest mm-hmm. Nerd one is like uh, me, me and her together, and like me as Professor X, like just kind of like shaking my head, like oh my god. <laughs> like, um, but then the I funny like thing, that. so I've only done the two cosplays ever, mm-hmm. and I've only worn each of them like once ever. And uh, so I just got a handful of pictures at Jet City, and then like I looked at the very end of the year, and I got like nominated for like Best Professor X in some like. <laughs> Now some like national like you wow. know blog and it was like I was in like the top four yeah in like the entire like world because there was guys from like other countries and I was like all right so apparently I like I am <laughs> not a cosplayer run with it but apparently when I do cosplay I do it very yeah. well so that's good to know I play a bald guy very well so I will take that as praise yeah no I so mean that's... it's it's all on point I mean like the the aesthetic matches both characters brilliantly and I I don't know if it's just like whoever's shooting you or just like the that's choice of wardrobe or whatever but also it's the facial expression exactly and that's why that's why I was gonna say it's like both your your uh, Professor X and your Lex Luthor are decidedly different i i can tell it's yeah. not it's not like uh your lex luthor is uh is professor x in a black suit for example i i take that as high praise thank you because <laughs> i that's something i'm always worried about yeah. since it's like two different bald guys in suits it's like it'd be really easy to be like oh come on man that's like really cheap and so like i try to like get in characters each one and i will say uh edge, so professor x in the comics right mm-hmm. now he can walk Right? And Wait, so, he's alive in the comics? He's back. Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> so now. Jonathan Hickman is doing the X-Men, and they've actually revived like all of the X-Men that like ever died. Oh, yeah. There's that, this whole that, thing. There's like yeah, five right. different mutant characters where basically he has this like cerebro that like digitally backs up everyone's like memories and everything all the time. And so sure. basically if someone dies, it's not even a big deal anymore. They can just like click, press a button, and like print a new Wolverine, and then like put the memory back in them and it's like it maybe you lost 15 minutes or something and wow uh, it's a whole thing um not the biggest fan of it but <laughs> the uh the great thing because you know fanboys often like to get like salty and basically i was walking, no! i was i know right so because i was walking around as professor x and of course every once in a while some asshole has to be like shouldn't you be in a wheelchair and it's like <laughs> I, first of all as an able-bodied adult i'm not gonna like <laughs> play like someone in a chair because like yeah. that's yeah i don't think that's a do appropriate... i look like brian cranston to you yeah like i'm not like i like i wouldn't do that because that's cran you know, man like i'm not gonna wear someone's disability as like a costume that's not a thing right. i'm gonna do yeah. professor x has been able to walk in the comics a bunch of times and yeah. they they'll heal him and paralyze him it's a whole just like how they'll re- rebuild the mansion and destroy it and rebuild it again <laughs> uh but currently he can walk in the comics anyway and so whenever some asshole would like try yeah. with me i would just slam dunk on him and be like oh you're not reading house of x you didn't know that professor x can walk again why don't you read a fucking comic you casual and Ooh. i just walk away nice flex. and they would just like cry and yeah Breaker i of souls yeah i love it if i can just throw out there though you, you talk about just wearing the suit you know like mm. and you're being surprised that you know you, you'd win i i think it it's not just wearing the suit, though, because you actually do have to pull something off. Yeah. Uh, case in point, Halloween party a few years ago, mm. last minute invitation. Uh, I went. It was on some sort of boat thing here in Lake Union. Somebody had tickets to. And I just did the put the Superman suit under a uh, Superman shirt under a suit thing. Right. Like oh, the yeah. last minute costume yeah, yeah. thing that you can do. And that's what I did. Um, but it was kind of covered up most of the night. And just by wearing the suit, so many people would come up to me, and I would just tell them yes every time. They're like, Mulder, you're Mulder. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I am Mulder. Nice. Whatever. Or somebody else would come, like, 
you're the father from that show Heroes, the cheerleader's dad, right? Like, <laughs> I I'm could like, see that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, like, totally, 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 totally. Totally that Company guy. man. Very few people yeah. actually... Like guest, That's not oh bad. Matrix, you're 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 one of the agents from Matrix. Like, so like just wearing the suit alone kind of draws a lot of you know anybody. But just the fact that you went and someone was like Professor X. I think that does say something. So that, well, that's you. worth a pat on the back. Also, I will say, so the we have a lot of amazing photographers and cosplayers mm-hmm. in, in the community. And the, um, the people that I've shot with so far, since I'm a photographer, I'm, of course, very picky with who I would work with. And I know who, like, the good people are. And uh, there's people uh, people like, you know, Hudson and Dave, my friend Lindsay, Linzeps, uh, yeah. that did a lot of my pictures at Jet City. And, of course, they all came back, like, super awesome. And then uh, Clumsy Bob got a picture of me and Renee. And they're all, like, amazing, amazing photographers. It was actually really cool because I'm used to being on the other end where I take the pictures and then, like, you know, in a few days I'll send some back and they'll be like, yay. And it's kind of nice, like, having that anticipation of, like, oh, I wonder what they look like. I wonder what they look like. I wonder what it's going to be like because I usually don't know because, like, I instantly get to go home and unplug them in and start editing. And so, like, I have, like, the secret access since yeah, I, yeah. I have them first, you know. Like, that's my unfair advantage as the guy with the <laughs> camera. But uh, it was kind of cool getting to see the other side where it's, like, I don't know and I have to wait. And then getting them back in your inbox, though, and being like, oh, that's so cool. And also, like, but I look good and I don't get it because I don't know how to do things. Yeah. But thank you because you – did it so it's it's nice in the limited times I've done it yeah. giving me a better perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, and where where I was going with that um, a while ago um, <laughs> was uh, so basically you're you're going to be the MC for the uh, amateur and intermediate cosplay contest again. That is going to be Saturday, March fourteenth at eight p.m. at Raygun Lounge. Yeah. Uh, just uh, to remind folks there, but you've uh, you've um, um, Man, you've had so many iterations of just what you've been doing. I, 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 I love your style in that you just do whatever the hell you want. It's like, ah, do some podcasting for a while. Ah, do this photography for a while. You know, you keep finding these new passions, but um, you're now you're getting into this emceeing stuff, and you know, being a podcaster and somebody that's part of the community. What's that been like? Now you've got this uh, coming up, but then yeah. also freshly off of the uh, cosplay contest uh, back at a uh, uh, nerd fair. Yeah. So. As far as like why I do so many things, I uh, I just have depression, you know. Yeah. And so if I just if I'm not working, I just I just kind of just get depressed. Like the world gets like real yeah. heavy sometimes. And so uh, I have to work. I have to work all the time. That's just mm-hmm. my personality. And uh, so for a long time, it was just doing like my old show out of the fridge. And like I did it like every week. We'd do you know like two episodes a week. And I was reading all these books and always on social media. And it was like. The amount of hours and time I put into it, it was like a full-time yeah. job. And then when I quit that show, I had this like huge vacuum all of a sudden. And that's when I dived headfirst into cosplay photography. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I've really gotten into that and uh, made a lot of friends doing it. And it's kind of just snowballed from there where like Cosplay Land, my, my current podcast, it's about cosplay and photography and going to cons. And so it's kind of nice because it's like, well, I'm already going to be like in Emerald City. Just went to Nerd Fair, had a great time there. Yeah. So like these are things that I can talk about on the show and have content for the show and like so to me a lot of it kind of just leads together now and like a lot of these people i've met also are very like multifaceted and do all these different things as well and so like you can go do a like an after party with someone and then like yeah. hey like next week let's have you on the show we'll do like a wrap-up thing on it and so to me it kind of all bleeds together and mm-hmm. i i know like a lot of like talented friends now and very 
blessed to like everything like you know like meeting yourself when yeah. i was doing out of the fridge mm-hmm. and like we've stayed in contact this whole time totally you know meeting renee going to cons and things like that and all the cool like cosplayers and photographers and other podcasters i have like to me it, it's all connected and like you know i've had opportunities that i've created and i've had opportunities that i was invited to and uh with like doing like the emceeing and stuff you know that was a new one did that at nerd fair for yeah. the first time and, but you uh, had me there to help you out. Yeah, and well, and that's why I did it. Is like I knew. Yeah, because like, you got like the crowd going yeah. and stuff too. That that was. That and was Ray actually, cool. Renee actually knows what she's talking about, yeah. and it was really cool. And I'll let Re- Renee talk about it more. But uh, like, it, it was cool getting to see the behind the scenes of all like the prejudging. Yeah. Um. Because I've you know I've sat in the crowd for cosplay contests mm-hmm. and uh, you know taken tons of pictures and all that and that you know I really enjoy and and I I love cosplay as just like a as a fan of it as well as someone that likes to photograph it. But I'm not crafty, and I don't know how to sew, and I don't know how to build yeah. at all. Like I often see these things, and I'm impressed by them. But in seeing, um, you know, these kids coming in and like uh, talking about every like detail, and like I'd use this exacto knife and do this thing, and then paint it this way, and then like coat it three different times in this, and like hand sew this thing, and like. And then just seeing, like, what Renee and the other judges were, like, looking for and, like, you know, going over and checking out. Like, let me check out the hand stitching on that thing. It was like, yeah. it gives you a whole different appreciation for it. And it was like... I like to touch things. <laughs> well, it was, I like to get up in close and personal so cool, and touch things. Well, like, because that's, like, I don't know how to judge cosplay. They do, thankfully. And so, like, it was cool because I was just kind of there helping people. Like, I'd grab the next kid and be like, and I'd open mm-hmm. the door for him. And I was taking random pictures and whatever. But it's like... You know, I kind of was keeping my mouth shut during the judging because I, you know, that's that's not my scene. So I was just taking just mental notes, and it was so cool though, just to see like all like the behind the scenes that you, unless you're in it, you yeah. know, normally don't get to see. And it's like, yeah, it's so cool. Very cool. Thank you. Well, so uh, Pixie Bomber, while I got you here, and we're still talking about the uh, the after party, the uh, Northwest Nerd Presents Amateur Cosplay Contest and After Party at Raygun Lounge on Saturday night at 8 p.m. If you haven't written it down, look in the show notes because it's there, along with all the other cool stuff we've got to talk about. So you're you're one of the judges, and Correct. and Mannix was just talking about you know kind of that experience, kind of seeing behind the scenes as a cosplay judge, and I guess maybe this will be kind of like some special insider info for the uh for the uh, couple folks that listen to this podcast what do you look for when you're judging cosplay so this um event is going to be a little bit different from a typical cosplay contest because we're going to be judging live people are going to be coming up we're going to be asking Mm -hmm. questions live and it's just going to be fun lately in the last couple year or two my passion has been for the beginner and for somebody who's new to cosplay and so this is kind of what we've been targeting with the specific specific after event. And so what my hope is to draw in just people new to cosplay who just want to have fun. We've had a couple questions where somebody's like, hey, can I do this? I'm like, yes, please come show up, have mm-hmm, fun with us. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're looking for is um, just a fun place where we don't get people who are master levels who come in and just wipe out the competition. Yeah, We're looking more for people who just want a chance to try something new Mm -hmm. and just to learn and grow and that's that environment we want to give and without and i'm not you know putting down anybody because everybody who's come to compete in our competitions in the past have been great and amazing and now most of them are actually my friends that i've stayed in touch with high tie cosplay sure um, is an example um but the uh the thing was we we've had some kind of folks that come through and it was kind of like well they do this 
perhaps more hours of the week than anybody else because it's, you know, maybe it's professionally their job or something like that. And there was all these folks that were coming through that are so clever and so creative, but they're working full-time jobs and they have to do, this is like their time to kind of like shine. So I wanted to make sure that the spotlight stayed on them. And that's why we have it on the opposite night of kind of the- Western Championships. The, what was that? Western Championships. Of the Western Championships. Which totally screwed us up this year because usually they have it on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. At the very last minute, they the switched it, and I had to do some finagling and switched our days. So, so I quickly contacted Dyer. I was like, Dyer, Dyer. Yeah. Send uh, the graphic. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And in my w- case, I'm glad that it changed because then our plans were able to happen. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So you're still able to join me at Cracklefest on yeah. Friday night and do some shooting there. I get that's, to do both, and I'm so that, happy. That's going to be a blast. That That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. And again, so that's excited. That is going to be Cracklefest 10. That's going to be at Hard Rock Seattle Friday night. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, doors open at 8. Show is at 8.30. Kirby Crackle will be playing their fan favorite album, E for Everyone, in its entirety, celebrating yeah. the 10th anniversary of that record as well as uh support from h2 awesome all the way out from denver and emily mcvicker right here in the pacific northwest oh, so it's official now because information yeah. hasn't been really given out too much about that it is right now you just heard it yeah. I know. straight to your I'm ears excited. i so was excited. looking up to i was looking up trying to find it I and i feel like talk it's about pretty, his website information yeah. hasn't been given out yeah. yeah kyle's a busy dude and and it's so funny because like i did a interview with him Oh gosh, uh, almost a month ago now, he uh, he did a show at the Triple Door where it was Kirby Crackle and the Nerd Rock Orchestra. It was it was amazing. So basically, he played a bunch of uh, your favorite Kirby Crackle songs, but he also got like a a local orchestra to come in. It was like a six piece. He got some dude on some French horns. You got some viola, violin, and and all that. And it, it was a really cool show. But while he was interviewing with me, he dropped the lineup for Crackle Fest, oh, and so nice. that. So that was out there. And so I had put that uh, put that podcast out and I kept waiting for like a poster or an event or a something and it kept not happening. So all I said was, you know, I kept retweeting the teaser image he put out. I'm like, listen to my episode for the lineup. Stay tuned for more info. And so uh, finally the poster art got finalized. That's out there for folks Yay. to uh, to enjoy. But yeah, that that is, uh, is going to be a really fun lineup. I am actually going to be talking to Emily McVicker uh, later this week uh, interview on the show. And uh, yes. because like, I don't really know much about mermaid pop but i know i'm really excited to learn about it so she does uh she basically does live looping at her show where she'll like oh, cool. put she'll put down like some like beatbox track and then just layer it and loop it and then basically play live and sing over her own loops as she goes it's uh she's got a lot of clips out on youtube and it's really really cool i'm i'm really excited to uh um, share her music and get to know her better that's okay. gonna be a lot of fun but uh, but anyway, so that that was a long way of saying yes, Eric. You will be able to uh, uh, come out to the Hard Rock and uh, and so uh, shoot some concert picks because because uh, you had a blast last year, right? I did. Um, so I do a lot of cosplay photography mm-hmm. and I do a lot of fashion photography. I I like shooting people; it's a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, I've been wanting to get more into concerts. And Crackle Fest last year was actually the first concert I ever shot. Right. Talk about huh, no pressure. Uh, yeah. And I've only done a couple since, uh, but it's it's been really really fun, and I've been blessed to like work with some like really great bands that have all been like super yeah. super friendly and appreciative. And it's like as a huge music nerd, it's like so amazing to again get to see like more cool behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. Just like hanging out. like my buddy Dave's in a band called Raw Dogs, and I went up to a show of theirs in Everett, and we just 
hung out the entire time before the show, you know, bought me some beers and whatever, super low key. And then they went on and they were the headliner that night and like, you know, small bar, but it was like super, super fun. The crowd was super, super rowdy, got some amazing shots. And it was just like, that was like the whole night. And so I'm looking forward to, yeah, absolutely. This year's Crackle Fest doing the whole thing yeah. over again. Uh, I've got some better lenses this year, yeah. I have a better camera that does better in low light. So, and I've shot a few more concerts, so I have more experience. So uh, it'll look even better that's than it awesome. did last year. Because that's part of the thing, too, is it's hard to see your growth sometimes. But if you see, like, here was this year and here mm-hmm. was last year, like, oh, it'll be nice to see, like, oh, growth. Positive. Good. So. Well, and that's the way I pitched it to you. It's like, yeah. you know, not not expecting anything other than for you to have a proving ground to learn and do some new stuff. Because, like, that was like maybe like you you were still just kind of getting your feet freshly wet in the cosplay uh, photography space. Yeah. Emerald and- City was the f- Emerald City last year was the first time like ever booking shoots yeah. ever. Like, our scene is like really great and that a lot of people will host like these open shoots and even mm-hmm. like just private things, but like, you know, invite you to them. And that's how it started was like, Hey, we're doing like an X-Men thing. You want to tag along? Like, Oh sure. Yeah. And then I, you know, I got into that and started doing like my own thing. Um, but yeah, as far as like, you know, actually doing like concerts and other things. Yeah. That was like a new thing. And and even like with me, like organizing my own events, like I've only been doing it for about <laughs> yeah, le- less than three, three years now. It's yeah. still like a real, it was like ECC 2018 when I quit out of the fridge. So we finally got press. Press is like, press is harder to get at Emerald City than it is San Diego. It's like so hard to get. Yeah. Oh. And, and don't we, I know Don't it. even get me started on that. Yeah, and and don't and, even get me started. And, well, and Emerald City <laughs> is the only con that ever rejected us. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. our show, you know, when it was firing on all cylinders, did really, really well. Oh, we yeah. won a bunch of awards. We sure. did great. Uh, we got a lot of cool opportunities. And every other con ever, I don't want to sound like a Brad or anything, but like every other con gave us media. Yeah. And so we could like do cool interviews and meet all these awesome people. And then it was like, hey, I'm hyping you. I'm giving, you know, it felt like a cool you know, relationship that helped everyone. And Emerald City was always the, like, no. And Emerald City, too, like, some cons are a lot more chill. Emerald City, it's like, if you try to interview someone without press, they will kick you out. Like, they're not even, like, one year we we got permission, and we, like, legit had to have it, like, only for Oni Press, only for this one panel. You really? Can do, you, and if, it was, like, legit. There was, like, a contract. Mm-hmm. It was, like, you can do it for this panel only. Wow. Like, they're strict. And so that was, like, the one year, yeah, we did the one panel. And it was cool because then we met a bunch of nice folks at Oni Press. And, like, Rachel Reed, the lady that was, like, their publicist at the time, was, like, well, now you guys are on a press list. And they'd send us, like, you know, reader copies oh, and that's stuff. Cool. So it was, like, that one, nice. that one thing we did was still, like, a cool foot Yeah, in the door. for networking and all but that, sure. But the way that my luck works is uh, we got media in 2018 we got media finally for out of the fridge and then i quit the day before the con and that's why like i had four days with a press badge and like no media outlet anymore and like i didn't know what to do with myself and i know like i ran to you and i talked to you for a bit i ran to a bunch of friends yeah i made all these connections and that's when i started doing cosplay photography Mm -hmm. was that weekend like my buddy uh railway wilson anthony he does an amazing Mm -hmm. deadpool and he just like mugged with me for like 45 minutes and we got like an amazing photo set and he was like grabbing friends and just even like random people and like you know getting them involved in it and that was like the kernel of the idea of like I think I like this cosplay thing because like he was such a natural model and like yeah. I didn't know anything about posing or hardly anything at all but but he did and so like it was hard to get a bad shot of him because he was just so ridiculous mm-hmm. running all over the place and like staying in character the whole time so it was so so fun if you don't mind me backtracking there just yeah. as like, a curiosity mm-hmm. the uh, when you guys were getting press passes before yeah it, it was for Fridge right for yeah that podcast mm-hmm. yeah because like and that was that. Emerald City or Rose City or we got them for everything. Uh, so we did Lilac, we did Rose City. Okay, uh, we only got press 
in 2018 for Emerald. It's the only time we got it. And I think the only reason we got it that year was in 2017, they had the podcast zone, mm-hmm. and they had us as part of that, which was super wild. Talk about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, the table right next to us was a bunch of YouTubers that each had, like, a million subscribers. That was the th- they, I have been in touch with the Emerald City Comic Con folks, trying to get them to do more podcasts. Where, and I, I think part of the problem is they're not quite sure how to work it, and space right. yeah. is so valuable there, especially while the convention center is under construction half yeah. the time. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out how much space can we work with. And so I didn't even bother with them that year. I, I know that... I don't know. The prices for a table probably were a little lower to have a podcast thing, but I still didn't even want to. We got it for free. So All right. Well, there you go. Any, well, because yeah, you you were uh, invited as part of the so, uh, the podcasters row thing. This is a real story, and this like still messes me up. So sure, they even though I was the main contact most of the time for people with like Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Allison, she like knew a lot of like the artists and stuff, and so. One of the Emerald City people was like emailing Allison directly, and Allison was being very coy about it. So one day she was just like, "Oh, they're they're thinking about giving us a table at Emerald City," and I was, of course, like, "That's like a lot yeah. of money, oh, and they're yeah. just gonna like give us one because the same thing, like, like we don't have merch, we're a podcast, we're a free show, like it's a loss of money, basically." Yeah, I mean, but then I was like, absolutely. "Well, I mean, I guess if you're gonna like if you're gonna give us a table, we should do it, even though it was kind of like, what are we gonna?" do i don't know yeah. it's like it, it'd be cool just to maybe make a banner and just meet people i mean free right. publicity i guess as long as someone's mm-hmm. always, so that's initially in my mind like we're going to be an artist alley and like like i guess we should do it why not sure it felt weird but again this was like all the info i had at first and then she comes back like a week or two later and was like oh yeah they also want a picture for the website and of course i was like why like, like <laughs> I, I'm, why? I'm 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 blessed to have many like friends that are writers and artists and you know oh yeah a lot of them even work for like only press and those things and like maybe sometimes it'll be like a small little blurb or something so i was like okay well i guess maybe like if we're an artist alley maybe we have a little picture i guess but i feel like that doesn't always happen isn't but sure i didn't question it i was like sure okay so <laughs> we recorded that night and i brought my camera and we got this, the squad shot so then a couple other weeks pass and i don't hear anything and then uh, my favorite coffee place, uh, Olympic Crest Coffee. It's uh, right across from the comic shop I used to work at. And I was going through the drive-thru, about to go to work, and the barista like leaned out the window, and she was like, hey, I saw you on the website. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she was like freaking out. And I was like, what? Do you, what? And she was like, oh, on Emerald City. You're like on the Emerald City website. And I was like, oh. And, of course, I tried to play aloof. Like I, I really didn't know yeah. what the hell she was talking about at the time. But I was like, okay. I mean, I knew we were going to do a table, but cool. <laughs> and I was like, I'll check that out when I get home. Okay. I get home and they had, uh, yeah, they were like, we're going to do this podcast now and thing. But they had all the podcasters listed under the celebrities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the out of the fridge picture was right You were between, an attraction. Yeah. So yeah. we were between Millie Bobby Brown and Peter Mayhew was out of the fridge. Wow. I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like. I love it. I can't, like, no. Like, that's Eleven and Chewbacca, dog. Like, that's, those are like. I mean, I like I like my show, and I'm proud of my show. Yeah, and, yeah. But like that, but that's like next. That's level. That's like Imposing. next level. That's yeah. next level shit right there. And uh, yeah, that's how I found out that there was a podcast zone, and we were gonna go do that. So I think that's why we got pressed the next year because we were like, I will say, unfortunately, the thing that happened with the podcast zone yeah. is uh, the people that showed up were great. And yeah. uh, we, I didn't show up. We were in a corner though. It was in a corner with no through traffic. That's why. Yeah. So yeah. you had to go you there had to specifically. Go intentionally. You, yeah, you had to go there intentionally. Which there should have been true through traffic. Um, the people that a lot of people did go out of their way to come and meet us, and were very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we did meet a lot of nice folks. There was only like eight podcasts. I will say, 
half of them flaked out within like the first day like yeah by like sunday morning a lot of them had left really and like a lot of them were complaining a lot I'm not going to name any names. Uh, what, what was a but, common because this is actually I don't I know you did not intend for this. Mike, it's fine, but this is really good behind the scenes information that we should be sending to Emerald City, yeah, Rose City, the, and these other places because in the contact the contact that um, Allison was talking to, I want to say the name was Mike, but I'm really horrible with names. The con- the contact behind the scenes that was helping us was very very friendly and very very cool. Sure, like, hooked us up with anything we needed. Was so cool. Yeah. Frankly, it was just in like Jay Miles explained the X Men, one of my all time favorite um, podcasts. They were there, they were amazing, they were mm-hmm. right across from us, they were super chill. The the YouTube kids, their show, they were like super friendly, super cool, and those guys were like next level, and like they were like so friendly and so cool yeah. with everyone. Some of the smaller shows were kind of jerks, unfortunately, and they were mm. like super rude and complaining the whole time. Yeah. And so honestly, I think they kind of just soured the experience for everyone else because like like we had a great time, I had a lot of fun. I thought it was worthwhile, and I was hoping they were going to keep doing it and you know cycling different people and whatever. But that's really sad because I mean that, that's something I think that as a smaller podcast you should be very very grateful for that yeah. Emerald yeah. City yeah. And Emerald City I does was a really good job sending representatives on their little trips to the cities that they go to. Yeah. And and I don't think conventions have to do that. I think that's something really right. great that they do. Yeah. I've gone to a couple of the meetups, and I've, I've been very grateful to just have their ears. Yeah. I, I, and that's why I say this is really good that we're having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like I said, we I have three it. podcasters mm-hmm. uh, in this room right now. I would say all of our podcasts are very, very different. Absolutely. I would say, Absolutely. have you been on every single of the podcasts, Renee? Uh, no, because somebody bomber. doesn't invite me on his podcast. Okay. okay, Eric, you will be on when we record again <laughs> someday. I don't call you, him out. You know, Damn. Like, well, <laughs> since, since since we're sh- throwing shots across Woo! the bow, you've done I, more episodes of Mike Seibert Radio than you have Cosplay Land. That's oh, true. I, burn. Damn. I, I guess on a lot of podcasts. So, Eric, yeah. how would you describe like elevator pitch style your podcast? So it's kind of just it's a, it's it's kind of slice of life, really, because. Um, it's just that's uh, a great way of putting it. I'm a I'm a photographer. Uh, Lindsay, my adopted daughter, is also a photographer, and then uh, Mary Avia cosplay is a really amazing uh, cosplayer. And it's the three of us all the time. And uh, it's not it's it's a lot of here's the shoot because we're all like very active. So a lot of it's like here's the shoots we've done because it when we are recording it's usually mm-hmm. every couple weeks or so. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like hey, here's the shoots I've been doing. Like in Mary's case, it's like here's the like outfits I'm working mm-hmm. on and things mm-hmm. like that because that's I feel like that's what you want to hear if you're you're a nerd. But we also talk about ourselves and like our personal lives and like kind of what we've been into. One of our episodes we like got like super deep into like mental health and actually yeah. i usually don't do disclaimers on my show even though i curse and stuff but on this one i was like hi we're gonna talk about like suicide and anxiety and depression so mm-hmm. like if you're not in a place to hear that do not listen to this episode because it got heavy but also like i like don't filter my shows ever you well, know and, and i and i was gonna say that's actually wh- whether you guys intended this or not but it's really kind of like morphed into more of a a mental health in the scene study yeah. than i mean because like you know dyer was saying all of our shows are different so it's like on cosplay land you're not like oh man saturday march 14th northwest nerd presents colon amateur mm-hmm. contest that you know you know it, it doesn't have that that you know hard driving promotional vibe to it it's it's just very real and it's a lot of conversations that don't really happen in the scene and whether yeah, yeah. it's in any ton of 
uh, content creation, whether it's podcasting, uh, journalism, writing, cosplay, photography. There's a, there's a lot of emotional wear and tear and like true toll yeah. that uh that that being in this type of space kind of wears on you because like I, I i found myself listening to that episode of cosplay land and i've kind of realized that maybe i don't talk about that stuff nearly enough um because they we haven't normalized it yet well that's so you mentioned at the beginning of the show i'm pretty good about checking my privilege you know i'm someone that's been very blessed you know like i've I've been on an award-winning show. I'm sure. like I'm a very sought-after cosplay f- photographer. I'm like I'm held in a place of like respect by people that I respect a lot. Like yeah. the people that I work with are all people that I like I look up to and I think mm-hmm. they're like they're amazing and like I can't believe that like, they want to work with me, but right. like they look at me the same way and that's like you know, it's hard not to get that imposter syndrome sometimes and and I do sometimes uh have that but like I'm aware that I do have a large platform mm-hmm. via like the people I actually know in real life and then, you know, on Twitter and Instagram and all these things. And so I guess I feel like a responsibility to like to be real. And yeah. like if I can do simple things like, you know, sometimes I'm not OK and it's OK that I'm not OK. And right. like uh, so much on social media in general is kind of just putting on a show mm-hmm. and like how many people are depressed and then like they see like, oh, that person seems like they're so happy. And but they don't know they're also struggling and whatever, because like the thing is to always put your best face forward and so i kind of want to just try to normalize in my own small way Mm -hmm. like sometimes i'm just bummed out and that's okay like i'm okay like i'm gonna be okay but like like because the other thing too is like you have like your friends that like oh you have to be happy all the time like it's it's okay to feel Mm -hmm. sadness like it's you know as long as i'm not trying to hurt myself as long as i'm not trying to hurt anyone else it's like anger anger is not an inherently negative emotion neither is sadness extreme depression and things like that extreme rage sure yeah but like you but know it's what you do with it but like well like because i'm i'm an extrovert i'm very loud and outgoing so no. people are often well people are often surprised though i also yeah. have extreme social anxiety right. and if people don't know me they don't often know that like i am super awkward yeah. and like uh like one year at uh rose city and this is the thing i talked about on the fridge um i interviewed uh uh, Chris Yost, the guy that mm-hmm. created or co-created X twenty three, yeah, one of my favorite comic book characters, and he's you know written lots of awesome TV shows in, in some of the Marvel cartoons and things like that. At this point, dude's like, if you're a geek, this dude is like you know large for you. And like for X twenty three alone, as one of my favorite characters, that was like a thing. And I got to interview him at Rose City a couple years ago. But right before that, I'd gone to a sports bar across the street alone, and I, I just had a beer and a Garden Burger, and uh, it was just very noisy in there. Yeah, and it was one of those like it was just people talking and watching like a soccer game, but like halfway through my uh, my my meal, I started to like feel my anxiety like raise mm-hmm. up, and like the lady had my card, so I couldn't just leave because normally it's like okay, well I'll just go outside get some fresh air, yeah, calm yeah. myself. I was like I I can't leave, and no one was coming to my table, so I like basically like melted down. I had like a massive anxiety attack, and just like was like I I kind of stumbled back into the convention center like. In a daze, like I couldn't even like oh, speak. Yeah. I was like, and like a couple of my friends saw me and were like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No." And then like ten minutes later, if even that, uh, you know, they my 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 cohorts found me and they're like, "Chris Yost is here and he's ready right now to do an interview uh-huh. with you." And well, the great thing is, <laughs> I had read so many of his comics and I loved the dude so much. Like I don't do scripts for anything, so right, anytime yeah. I impart this with my anxiety, if I have notes. Like I'll fuck it up. Right. Like I'll yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. read the wrong thing, and I'll be like, oh go, oh no, and I'll like, so I can't do that. So I have to just go off the cuff. And thankfully with him, it was like, 
I know this guy. So I did this interview, and the interview was like seamless. And if you if you didn't know, it's like the interview looks great, and I don't look like freaked out or in a daze or anything. <laughs> sure, but I did sure. this interview, the ten minute interview, and it was like so great. And then it was over, and I shook his hand. I was like, "Hey, man, it was great meeting you and all that." And then I got like this like weird like rush where I was like, "Oh, did that just happen?" Like it was, so, it was like this extreme low, and then this extreme high, and it was like, but that's like behind the scenes, and no one like knew that at the time. But I felt like you know I'm going to share that though on the show, and I did, and people were like. I've had people even say, like, I've gone to my, like, therapist now because I didn't know that I had anxiety. And, like, the way that you describe this thing, like, you know, I can better deal with that now. And it's like, that's awesome. If, like, even, like, one person, you know, that helped them, like, realize that they needed to get some help or something, like, that's, like, powerful. So that's what I try to do now on my shows and stuff is, like, I don't want to filter it. I don't want to make myself look impressive, you know. It's like... I mess up sometimes. I have things about me that are flawed, but keeping that real, it endears you to the people that actually Absolutely. Care. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And Mike, if you don't mind me sandwiching in just a couple of points of there. So what we just heard from Eric is a very specific type of podcast, that personal, that storytelling. Authentic. Um, you said Slice of Life, yep. I think was a good description. Uh, Northwest Nerd magazine podcast. Yep. We do something totally different, but we still have that tag podcast on it. Mike Seibert Radio. Uh, would you call it talk radio? Yeah, it's Interviews, very much like your own talk radio show, people. which I love. Exactly, yeah. and and that's and that's why that's in the title, right? Because I think Absolutely. when you hear the term radio, you you create kind of like a certain uh, uh, preconceived notion. Like branding to it, exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's I I've always been a fan of talk format and talk radio and you know even like when i was on kgrg playing today's rock i i found a way to make a talk show work on a college radio station and uh ironically enough i think part of my legacy there is uh (laughs) to my detriment because now i've kind of like normalized talk it's like (laughs) it's like no you still have to play music or at least (laughs) at least talk about the music it's still a music station you can't just like talk about video games or whatever you gotta you kind of kind of need to still keep it on brand uh but that but that's that's different legislation for a different day but yeah no uh what mike cybert radio is at its core is it's conversational interviews of you know kind of sandwich within promotion like and notable you know, folks and yeah you know tell me about your thing tell me about you tell me your story that's that's kind of what my thing is. Later on, I'm going to go play poker with uh, John Reviewer from mm-hmm. About to Review, a movie review podcast. He hasn't invited me on his podcast yet, and he knows it. Ooh. Total different type of podcast. Exactly. Every one of these have had the tag podcast. Every one of these are very different. It's almost like saying, I like watching TV. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, but do you like watching it. Game of Thrones? It's or do you like watching, meal. you know, something reality like The Bachelor? Yeah. Right? Do you like watching the evening news? Or do you like watching uh, Fox News? Fox, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, or do you like watching but, but, like, I mean, Criminal Minds of, yeah, or something yeah, like that? Okay. Like, you just because you put that tag on it, and I think that's what the difficulty is for this medium uh, in going to conventions, is that conventions often don't understand what the podcast is to begin with. Yes. They kind of have to relearn it. Absolutely. And so when we go to conventions, we've been invited, are we supposed to be doing like a live show? Because we don't really right. do a live podcast that would be more right. apt for what somebody else does. We, we went to Ace Comic Con when they were here. They had us on with uh, After These Messages. After These Messages, yeah. And we did like a kind of a judging commercials type thing mm-hmm. and talk about commercials. But that was kind of like an aside from what we do. So how do you get all these podcasts to do a variety of what they need in the podcast section, feature them like they did with Fridge, just yeah. to 
to like feature them as an attraction. And I think that's been like the hump for a lot of conventions is yeah. how do you make that work? Right. Which Emerald City, Rose City, you've got three folks here who are probably very willing to talk to you about oh, what you can do for that. And, and half of it might be doing what they kind of are nervous about, which is maybe provide access to certain talents that they have. Sure. Which brings in contract obligations and whole other headaches, which I think is just another hurdle. But podcast are essentially the voice, uh, the voices of yeah. fandoms. Like this is Agreed. where a lot of the fandoms are going because you're not going to hear this on most talk radio stations right. or the news. Like fandom and the geek economy and all that uh, sphere is yeah. not being in uh, represented in kind of like the major media outlets. Podcast and video. You said YouTube. There's a YouTube group that was there. Yeah, that's kind of where all this is happening. Yeah, and I think it would be much it'd be very beneficial to these conventions to kind of have some kind of platform for that voice yeah well and and with that it's more about narrow casting instead of broadcasting so like the the mediums you were describing like the evening news regular traditional television wide net wide net whereas um you know in some of the fandoms i'm in that like you'll have not just a transformers podcast but a Transformers podcast specifically about Transformers the movie, you know, that kind of thing. It could get that narrow in scope. So, and I think that's where you connect with your most voracious fans is find a niche and super serve that underserved audience and and just connect with those various niches like like you mentioned uh jay and miles explain the x-men yeah you know that's 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 very much a super niche of like folks that are fans of x-men comics and and they are just geeks that that specific fan exactly yeah and and they are the undisputed experts on that topic and and they have that reputation and and that's really kind of where i think a lot of the podcasting medium is going is kind of like, you know, find your lane and stick with it. Yeah. So, but I think it's trying to explain that to uh, somebody in a read pop studio in, I'm sorry, a read pop office in yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm imagining like, you know, like one of these like dark night style, like really tall buildings that, <laughs> and it's just, you know, uh, um, yeah. Uh, Comic-Con Co or something, yeah. that kind of Comic-Con Corp. It's not just that. Uh, at the Northwest Geek Awards, yeah. this is a little bit of an embarrassing moment for myself. Oh, man. But uh, Northwest Nerd won Best Web Series. We are not a web series. <laughs> we are. But, but people that went on too. to nominate and vote and do that whole spiel yeah. uh, through those awards, because it was all audience driven you had audiences went on and typed it in and then voted uh so there there was a confusion just among the audience of what a podcast is what a web series is yeah. the, all this new digital media and yeah. somehow so i think just among the web series that were there there was just a lot more of our fans that just went on and said well i see northwestern's name there i don't understand the category but i'm pressing and throw my votes yeah because they're so, being supportive I found the proper web series, by the way, who deserved that award. Um, Strowlers, by the way. Strowlers deserved that award, and I'm working on getting into those folks. But um, I think there is some confusion, just like what we just talked about here, as to what exactly this new medium is. And this this is if anybody has problems understanding it. Radio, TV went on demand. 
We used to yeah. go TV, it broadcast in, then we piped it into our cable, and then we went to the video store and we got it. But then eventually someone said, no, we're just going to put it at your remote, and you can even speak into your remote now and say, I want to watch this, and it shows up on your TV. Right. Newspapers went on demand. It went onto your internet. Now it used to be, oh, I have to go down the street to get a newspaper, and now I can get it up on my smartphone. Mm-hmm. Audio has done the exact same thing. Yeah. I used to say, I want to listen to the radio. I have to go in my car and then turn it on while I have my commute. Well, now mm-hmm. I can go into my car and put my phone on and listen to whatever morning news yeah. or talk show or anything you want. The The sky's the limit when it comes to it. Um, or I can walk to the bus and I can put in my headphones like I do and listen to whatever morning news thing that I want to do. So everything right. is essentially shifted on demand, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that everything that is on demand is the same. You know, it's it's just this right. sky's the limit, diverse range of media content. And I'm sorry that I just went kind of, I don't know if it's inside baseball or how, what the proper term I is. I think that, podcast fans would find it interesting, though. I yeah. think so. Well, yeah. and, and again, I don't know if you guys have had this experience also, but I've found that the majority of podcasting audience is podcasters. Oh, yeah. So it's like uh, some of our biggest supporters have always been, yeah, fellow podcasters. Yeah. And that was like anytime we did press, I always made sure to like walk over to every table and yeah. shake yeah. hands and meet the other people. And I also like to talk shop. Like, what kind of mics do you use? Exactly. Like, what, yeah. Where oh, yeah. are you using Libsyn? Where do you, what are you using? And, yeah. and, and I, I like, I, you know, I just like all the technical stuff too. And it's interesting to see how other people do well, it. Let me be the voice, the dire prediction, the, mm. the voice of what is to come. I've seen the future, everyone. All right. I have come from newspapers. I have seen the future. Right. Right. what happens Good if point. you do not pay attention to the tech and the the habits and mm-hmm. the uh, the way the the market and the advancement is going right newspapers yeah. ignored the internet for so long even social media they did not want to believe it existed and they have suffered and suffered and suffered yeah. I used to work at this place called a uh, it was called a video rental store. You guys, <laughs> we used to you used to have actually go and get things called cassettes and, and DVDs. There were these little discs, and you can actually watch the movie, but you had to go and get it. And they ignored this thing called Netflix. They just ignored yeah. it. No, no, people want popcorn. They want to come in and they want to buy our popcorn, and yeah. they ignored it. I don't see a Hollywood video around anymore, right. nor do I see a blockbuster. That was just a gimmick in the in the in the Captain Marvel movie. The the gimmick was, oh, she crashed into a blockbuster video. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that just nostalgic, right? Yeah, yeah. Because so they nostalgic. ignored it. And I now work in the radio mm-hmm. sphere, right? And it's kind of the same it's thing. Very much the Whether same. Whether you're thing. an audience or you are a creator of this. You got to realize that eventually all these mediums are moving the exact same direction. Podcasting, we call it podcasting, but it's just on-demand audio. That's all it is, yeah. That's where essentially everything is going to shift over to. We're waiting for it mm-hmm. uh, to kind of hit the snowball. But eventually older audiences kind of die that are used to their habits. Mm-hmm. And the younger audiences come in with these new habits. People once used to really like making horses and buggies, but the cars hit the road and you got to yeah. get in it or, or not. So. Anyway, I, I got a great story that you just reminded me of, Dyer, actually. And, um, About horse so, and buggies? Y- yes. I was wondering. I'm old enough that that is, in fact. No, so, you know, Out of the Fridge, was, it was a really successful show. We we did a lot of amazing things. I was on the show for four years, and I'm very proud of what we did together. And I know one day there's some drama, because I, I won't... A local news station, uh, or I won't say who it is, but uh, <laughs> they have their um, own geek podcast 
and I'll just leave it at that. And mm. it's it's a popular one locally, but we beat them all the time that we were nominated together for awards. So, but I want to know. Tell me after. Uh, so oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get all right. All right. So, afterwards, so, so, there, so there's so there's a there's a, there's a there's a button on in front of you right. that says on off. Everybody, turn off your mics for a quick sec. Oh, is this the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just turn that up. were some seriously hot takes. How do you feel about it? Let Mike know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mike Cyber Radio. And now we're back after that it, word. Exactly. Word. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, no, that that's exactly what I thought. That's uh interesting. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> that's that's inside baseball right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was thinking like cupcakes and unicorns that like have rainbows out of their asses. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, that's why I'm brought on. (laughs) So, I had a question for you, though. So, because, like, me, you point to me. You have to use words because we're in the podcast universe. It's true. That's true. Well, but, and that's what I was going to ask Pixie Bomber Cosplay. You had mentioned, uh, that you have been on several podcasts before. My voice gets around. It does. Uh, you want to drop some names, drop some knowledge, and through that, Tell me your story, because really, we've been hanging out for a couple hours now, but I don't really feel like I've said like, hey, man, tell me about yourself. Let's get to know each other a little better. Well, I I hail from the great north of Snohomish County, which Dyer doesn't like to come up to Snohomish County very often. It's so far. It is. Truly far. Um, I started doing cosplay before I knew it was cosplay. Okay. uh, Back in high school. And then... My first Comic-Con was 2014, which I was like, wait, Alan Tudyk's going to be there? Of course I'm going to show up looking like Kaylee from Firefly. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched uh, the cosplay contest and was like, yep, I'm doing that. I'm showing up to that. It's going to happen. And then I made Kaylee shindig dress, all five feet wide Oof. of that dress. Wow. And I did it over the course of that year. I showed up to the cosplay contest before it was the read pop version. Mm-hmm. Can I interrupt you? Yeah. Because I really think you never really give enough credit to your, your Kaylee dress because you you not only you stitched every little ruffle. What are those? Were those called ruffles or whatever? You hand dyed them. I did. I like, hand dyed them. This was a monumental task that I don't think people fully understand to make a five foot wide dress like that. It, There's a lot of ruffles. How long did it take you? 300 hours. Okay. Wow. Whoa. And I flatlined the bodice and I hand knife pleated every single pleat in there. It was a lot. Yeah. She's an undertaking. So let's just give credit where credit's due. You, you put a lot of time in that and every award was very well deserved no, for that. I love her dearly. She's my favorite. She's currently under retirement. Uh, it, as I was building her, they announced Jewel State was going to come mm-hmm. to uh, replace one of, another cast member. And I was building it, and I had, I don't know how many messages from people. Did you see this, Renee? Did you see this? I'm like, well, of course I thought. I'm currently screaming at work, you guys. <laughs> and so I planned uh, to get a photo with her Saturday, and then I planned to get have her sign the autograph on Sunday. So I saved enough money to make sure I had this whole uh, plan around it. And I did. I went to prejudging, and knowing 
my ability and how much I spent on this. I was like, oh, okay. Somebody bought their petticoat. I have 10 layers of petticoat that I hand sewn into this. <laughs> okay. And it was, it was so much fun backstage sitting there talking to people about how they made something, how they did something, making friends, and then going on stage, like just hearing the crowd roar. I'm not a very shy person. I'm very much an extrovert. But going on stage for the costume contest is a whole nother experience. Mm -hmm. Like it was a spectacular experience. And then they kept offering me water. I'm like, well, are you going to let me go to the bathroom? They're like, nope. I'm like, then don't offer me water because I'm not coming out of this thing. I am staying backstage in this. If I can't go all the way to the back of this, it was in the fourth floor at the time before they moved it. So it was in the... Going from the main stage backstage oh, okay. sure, all sure. the way back to the women's restroom, all the way in the back of the dryer. I'm like, yeah, don't offer me water. I can't move. And that year, I met uh, Beverly Downen and Brett Downen of uh, Downen Cosplay. Okay. And Brett was so sweet trying not to step on me because <laughs> they were in, um, I think, duos for Lady Seth and Thor that year. And talked to a bunch of people backstage. It was amazing. And... Then, like, backstage, I'm, like, staring at all these people, these masters. I'm, like, oh, my masters, you're amazing. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at you. So I was trying to be very quiet backstage, mm-hmm, knowing mm-hmm. the contest was still going. So I was using my indoor voice dire. It does exist. <laughs> Just want to let you know. It's possible at a convention for me to go from, like, a level 12 down to, like, a level 6. I'll believe it <laughs> when I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Entirely possible. <laughs> and it was uh, completely... Uh, just a fun experience. And then the next day I went up to Ivy Doom Kitty and um, Annie Mae and just said, you know, I'm this person. They didn't even recognize me because I was in like a different costume. And I'm like, what was it that set me apart, like out of the sewing? And um, Annie Mae, she still remembers me. Like I went, when she came back, she was here, what, two years ago? And they stuck her booth in like this little small area, which is a tragedy. And I was wearing Kaylee's dress, and I walked up. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I remember you!" Oh, she's the sweetest, sweetest uh, cosplayer. I know. I just adore her. And then from then on, I just tried to do some different cosplays. I tend to uh, blend, mash up, is what we call it, different right. cosplays. So I'm currently building um, Emma Frost, but a 1950s version. Oh, so nice. we have a 1950s group where everybody is doing a 50s version of something in the X Men. Mm-hmm. So I worked to Nerd Fair. Nobody recognized who I was because I hadn't built the X-Men symbol yet. Mm. Because it's a minor detail which really signifies. Everybody's like, who are you? What are you doing? And I was like, that doesn't matter. Nobody knows. It's fine. We'll just move <laughs> on. I also have a uh, 50s version of Jean Grey, which I mentioned in the relationship dating version of Northwest Nerd Podcast. And Go listen to it now. It was just posted. It is. They have, I mean, it's very... Like, I have uh, Jean Grey's Phoenix symbol on the sash. I have, instead of, like, the large chest symbol, I have this little tiny, like, um, pin, which is very 1950s, mm-hmm. and a couple other things. And so it's a matter of, with mashing up, picking, like, certain elements and choosing to do it appropriately. I have this 1920s dress, which is all black, and I want to figure out how to do it appropriately for, like, a 20s Disney character. Because mm. I think it could pull it off. I've done, like, a 20s Sith carrying our lightsaber. That was tons of fun. Oh, that sounds cool. And I think one of my other favorite ones is a historical 18th century poison ivy in the styling of Marie Antoinette, which I wore (laughs) to the 2018, 2017 
Western Championships of cosplay. Um, I did not place, but my claim was as I was getting out of the elevator and waiting and moving, Stanley was there that year, so mm-hmm. it was last year's, and he was backing out of the elevator, and I didn't know it was him at first. I was like, who's this old man in the car? Oh, my God, he's going to run over. Holy shit, it's Stanley. I was like, okay, I need to back up as carefully as possible because he's about to run me over because he doesn't give no shits. He's just trying to go where he needs to go. And like my handler, handler is somebody who assists you and carries your things and helps carry your dress or your weapons or make sure you don't murder somebody walking through the crowd. <laughs> uh, she was just like freaking out too. And afterwards like, oh my gosh, that was Stanley. He came this close to us. This is amazing. And then she carried um, the back of my dresses or walking through the con because people, even though my dress is like four and a half feet wide and I have a two foot extension behind me, if we were to let my cape down. It'd probably be three feet. Nobody pays attention, like, to me walking. Yeah. Even though, like, I have an extra 18 inches, no, probably, what, eight inches on top of my head with hair. Nobody pays attention to me. <laughs> they don't see me. I mean, I'm naturally a short person, but I'm like, oh, look, I'm like, no, I'm like five six now, maybe five eight on, like, five my heels on. Nobody pays attention to me. Uh, but Western Championships is an entirely different experience in the cosplay uh, judging as opposed to a standard cosplay contest. Okay. And so it's a whole different format and stylings, and I haven't yet quite figured out um, if I'm going to apply, how I'm going to apply, what I'm going to apply with, because it's um, an emotional undertaking, but also a technical undertaking, too. I gotcha. But I have a couple other things that, um, with cosplay, I have to be passionate behind it, mm-hmm. and I have to um, really love the material. I yeah. can't just wear something for the sake of. Like, I have to have something be- something backing it that I'm really passionate for. My ex-husband was like, oh, you should do this character from Far Cry 5. So I started making the dress, and then... Life happened. I'm like, I just don't. It's just not there. Sure. So now I have a really beautiful dress made, almost, except for things. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I don't know yet. I'll figure something out. I <laughs> gotcha. Well, uh, while we were talking, you yeah. uh, uh, speaking of all your uh, cosplay, we know that you're going to be uh, judging at the uh, Amateur and Intermediate Cosplay Contest. Again, that is going to be Saturday, March 14th at the Ray Gun Lounge at 8 p.m. That is... I'm bu- so excited. I'm to really look excited at for that. things and touch things. Well, and that's a, that is a seven-minute walk, 0.3 miles from the convention center. Yes. I, I mapped it while, uh, while we were here. But you... You're also... It's Well, okay, the walk... You were going to say. To to an average person, it takes that long. Uh But when you walk it in Kaylee's giant shindig dress and you are carrying all five feet of it (laughs) up that hill, it takes a little bit longer. Fair enough. But it is possible to do it. It's a great workout, though. Oh, my shoulders felt it. Those shins really just, yeah. And I was was in my corset with that hoop skirt. I did need that beer afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I could uh, just hijack that a little bit, because you were mentioning oh, stuff you? about Western championships, right? I did. Well, if you do something like the cosplay contest we're talking about for uh, Northwest Nerds Possessive uh, Amateur <laughs> yeah. Intermediate Cosplay Contest at the Reagan Lounge, um, you do so much better at promoting that kind of stuff, Mike. You just get like radio voice. Mm-hmm. Um Homie's got what skills. Would, what would Thank your you. advice be for what someone coming in in a very DIY, you know, sense? Like, what's your advice for them to come to an event like this with their cosplay and kind of compete? I'm going to correct you. The thing I <laughs> oh, made <damn>. for <laughs> my Western Championship cosplay was DIY. Yes, I'm talking about I the used, event, the yeah. event that specific. I'm not. 
all cosplay is DIY. Yeah. So, most of it is DIY. Well, <laughs> yeah, some people buy, but I'm just 300 saying. 300 hours of DIY. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Never going to live that down. <laughs> You're going to stab <laughs> me later. You're just going to stab me later. For uh, those of you who don't know, Dyer and I eventually became friends through his podcast, mm-hmm. and now he regrets every moment of it. Yeah. Yes. This Point is the hazard being, of having me as a guest. I'm talking about the feel of our event. It's a lot different than the feel. It's it's like you can go to a, a big major concert at the Tacoma Dome. That's like the Western Championships, it right? Is. You could go to our event, which is like right. going to a pay five dollars at the door a, a local show, local show. Like maybe Crackle there's Fest a stage, maybe there's yes. box crates. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Like there's a difference, right? And, and yeah. this is a very like down home, grab a beer. You know, very cordial, friendly type event, and it's a it's the Reagan Lounge, so it's yeah. gonna be snug and cozy. So you know, we are intending it for the beginners, the people who have yeah. not won before, those who want to get their feet wet mm-hmm. and are scared to apply to something like Rose City, something like Jet City, something like SummerCon. This is a great beginner trial yeah. practice where as opposed to Western Championships, where people are scared to apply and they're also scared of that rejection. Here, we do have a limit because I don't want to be there all night. I need to get some sleep, people. Right. Same. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I mean, it's going to be Saturday night, kind of for the four-day pass, folks. That's going to be square in the middle of yeah. the con. So, yeah. I mean, I do have some standards that I do judge by. I judge based on accuracy to character. Mm-hmm. I judge by technicality, and I ju- judge by overall presentation. It's those three things, and I judge on a scale of 1 to 10. And gotcha. so some people who are like, yes, I did buy this bodysuit, but I made all of this armor, and this is what I did to make my armor. Great. Okay. Let's, you know, work on judging based on the criteria, based on what you present. But somebody's like, yeah, I bought this entire Shazam suit on Amazon and mm-hmm. I show up wearing this. I went, oh, okay. It's really beautiful, but he made his fucking armor. So, right. Yeah, he gets more points. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's how it works. That's the difference. And if you do end up pulling in one of the awards, we're going to have three places, first, second, Mm -hmm. third. Um, We will have a variety of prize sponsors, two of which I feel comfortable actually talking about now. One is Reynolds Advanced Materials. So good stuff. They're based out of Kent. They're in their... Giving us some materials, actually, as prizes, but they're Physical also going stuff. to give away a class as a prize. And I think those classes usually go for like $75 to like go and take anyway. So that's there for you. And then Pink Gorilla Games, which is a local uh, outfit here in Seattle. Uh, retro video games that go, I don't know, back to whatever system yeah. you can think of. I think I've seen Dreamcast stuff in there. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Stuff. They are really great. And just as a side note, um, I don't know how open they are with it, but I'm going to say this right now. They just suffered a break-in at their U-District location. So if up. there is some time for you to go in and show them some love, yeah. if you're in the Seattle area, please go do so because uh, it just sucks for them. They're just left with a bunch of glass on the ground right yeah. now. And every time that we have done some sort of Northwest Nerd event anything, whether it was a cape challenge or a cosplay contest, they have always... Um, jumped up and taken part in that very mm-hmm. graciously. It doesn't really, you know, aside from the promotion, you know, they don't have to do any of that. Yeah, so yeah. it's a really good place by some, run by some really great people. So I still have my Pikachu that they donated as a prize. There you go. When I won, I still my home. There oh, you go. very nice. 
Very cool. Very cool. Um, so what, So before we close that out, because we've uh, got a couple other panels that we want to talk about real quick before we, we all part ways. But um, Dyer, anything else with regards to the, uh, the um, event Saturday night? Again, that's going to be uh, Saturday, March 14th. Northwest Nerd presents the <laughs> Amateur uh, and Intermediate Cosplay Contest and After Party at the Raygun Lounge. Just a short walk from the Washington State Convention Center during Emerald City Comic con weekend that got a little slurry there it got away from me um but but it's but it's gonna start at uh 8 p.m uh your mc is going to be eric mannix from eric mannix photography and cosplay land uh your uh one of your judges is going to be pixie bomber cosplay and uh so dyer what are what are you doing during that uh that that you gonna be doing like like he man Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I I just run around and make sure everything is uh, taken care of. And when I say like DIY, it really is because like one year at the Raygun Lounge, the uh, I think the AC wasn't working, so I had to run around trying to get doors open and get drafts. The other year, the PA, uh, the the group before us busted the PA, Mm -hmm. and so I actually had to like get some mics and some stuff. Am I reading something here, Pixie Bomber? The last line, probably. Oh man! Oh, this is an all ages event. However, the Raygun Lounge is like a pub, so beer and wine are served at this venue. I say that. Because I've had folks ask that question before, like what is? I thought it's important for him. It's to it's see. like a pub. It's it's a pub, but it's for nerds. So you play board games there and, and play some pinball. Um, this event, he's I, responsible for that kind of stuff. I've, yeah, I'm not. I've thrown it on uh, every year. I've just basically kind of rounded up folks. Nick, my pod- podner, who now Adner. lives in Texas. Uh, we love you, Nick. So he's actually a podner now. See, because he, he, he's in the oh, Texas now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I always kind of threw him out in front because he's handsome and well spoken and Can and all confirm. that jazz. Uh, I, I was Tyler always can happy. Get kind of awkward in public. I was I was more happy to be a, like a Wozniak in the background, you know, just making sure everything was taken care of, uh, and have him kind of go up with the mic. Um, now I have Eric. For I that almost wanted to event. MC and I'm handsome and awkward. So there you go. I yeah. stopped Dyer from MC. What? I, I, he said he should MC. I'm like, nope, you're not MC in this event. Point being, I know him <laughs> really well. Point being, the brutal honesty of your friends. We, uh, right though. <laughs> it is very just kind of low key. So just bring yeah. a good attitude and a supportive attitude. Um, because that's generally kind of like what it's we like fun. to foster there, and then just have fun in general. Yeah. And like I said, it is the Raygun Lounge, yeah. so get ready to be very cozy yeah. so with comfy. all your fellow cosplayers hey, there. If I can fit in my five foot wide Kaylee dress and is. I can manage that dress the whole night, you guys will be fine. The one story that I love to tell, and just to close this out, was yeah. uh, last year I didn't have the bandwidth to do this event. I did, did something called a cape challenge. Another thing that Renee helped out, mm-hmm. with, Pixie Bomber. Uh, just to bleep out any of the Renees that I say. I it's know. fine. Yeah. I, it's you know, you know what? This whole them. episode is rotten with them. Yes. So. <laughs> so Renee Bomber helped us out with that. <laughs> wow. And, uh, the, uh, <laughs> and I, I wasn't able to do it. Uh, I over the over the, just the span of just going to like Rose City Comic Con and people seeing us down there and people seeing us online and then actually at Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah. So if you're doing the event, people weren't happy. They actually there's a there's a kind of cult following of just this one event now. Yeah. And I even got this message from this uh, couple in Alaska. She Aww. sends me this message saying, "Hey, I didn't see an event for. It. Are you are you doing the the cosplay event?" And this was last year before Emerald City Comic Con. I said, "Yeah, I couldn't do it. X Y Z. Sorry." And she's like, 
please do it again sometimes because uh, a couple years ago, like our first of time we did this, her now husband, then just boyfriend, confessed his love for her at that event. So it became nice. like so their cute. event oh. that they would go to. He eventually, I think, came back, if it's the person I'm thinking, yeah. and actually won first place, first place. one of these times. And so now so he was worthy of first place too. I felt like such garbage after this. Like <laughs> your event's not just the cosplay contest. It's our. It's like our Emerald City anniversary like yeah. event that they go to. So I specifically messaged them and just said, "Hey, it's it's back on. If you guys can make it, I think they're like married with kids now. So wow, um, it's my friend anniversary with you. Oh, is it? This is, yeah, so we met in person. Okay, wow. so it's a joy for some and it's painful for others. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, so it's it is. Uh, it's one of my kind of favorite things to do, even though it's a little bit stressful and, yeah. and I am talk about social awkward. I don't do do well with it. So I'll be in the back just making sure everything's kind of going well and okay and, and uh He has me to help him. Making sure everything's ventilated and yeah. Ventilation is good, yes. especially during Comic Con weekend, oh. where where mm-hmm. cross breeze is key. Oh, yeah. I uh, I love that. So let's uh, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about events happening during the actual Comic Con because uh, this is you know in in setting up this uh, this uh, Justice League uh, super nerd group uh, uh, Galaxy Mind that we've got going on here. I uh, I realized that uh, both uh, Pixie Bomber and uh, Eric Max Photography are hosting panels, but they are separate panels. So yeah. I so I'd like to talk about Yours was added a little bit later than mine was, which was awesome that you guys got added. Yeah. Yeah, I got a story about that. <laughs> well, we'll take the floor while okay, you're here. So... Let's so let's talk about, you know, uh happening Friday, uh, that's March thirteenth during Emerald City Comic Con, yes. uh twelve fifteen. Uh that is a step up your cosplay photography. 2.0 at Emerald City Comic Con. So first I want to say thank you to Reed Pop for giving us a panel before I get mildly negative for a sec. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate I appreciate having the panel. Uh, I'm very glad to have it. Uh, as the 2.0 would, would uh, suggest, we did step up your cosplay photography the first mm-hmm. last year. Um, and last year we had, I myself being the moderator for it, uh, Hudson Michaels Photography, we mentioned at the top of the yeah, show, yeah. Uh, who's going to be one of the judges for the Northwest N- Nerd event. Uh, amazing photographer. I love Hudson. Uh, my my boy, Charlie Lou, also an amazing photographer. Charlie doesn't believe in himself, so if you see Charlie Lou, give give the man food. Tell him he's amazing. I love Charlie. Charlie is amazing, and he's legit one of my favorite photographers, and he's like one of the most humble dudes you'll ever meet, but he's like, he's so good in his... He's so sweet, but his photography is also mind-blowingly gorgeous. Uh, we had him on the panel. Uh, he's taking photos of me. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, I love Charlie. And then uh, my friend, Avia Cosplay, who I do Cosplay Land with. Uh, my friend, Sweetest Ballerina, and Girl with the Blue Hair, another amazing Pacific Northwest photographer. We all did the panel last year. Last year it was more of like a one-on-one intro to cosplay photography and how you even like you know meet people and go about setting up shoots and contacting people and a lot of it was kind of like etiquette and safety tips and things like that this year we're diving more into lighting techniques and posing techniques and we're gonna talk about some things like the a lot of the scene is tfp trade for print from primarily free shoots and yeah but having that discussion on like what does that mean does that mean that you can sell prints, put it on your Patreon that people are paying for. Like these are discussions you need to like have and make sure you have, you know, permissions for these things. And so we'll be getting more more in into the weeds with like specifics this year. It's going to be like really really exciting. We have everyone back this year, with the exception of 
girl with the blue hair because uh, due to a scheduling conflict, she actually has a different panel at the same time. Oh, I uh, see. And the mildly negative thing is we didn't know we had the panel this year uh, because ReadPop has a new like mailing system, and it went to Mary's junk mail. Uh, Avia Cosplay went to her uh, her junk mail, and so we didn't know we got the panel. Um, I'm doing photo shoots. Last year I did um, 45 shoots around doing my one panel. And this year I've booked uh, 42 so far. And uh, so my initial plan for the con, not thinking we had a, a panel at all, was like, I'm just going to shoot over four days and that's it. And, you know, we'll just hang out the rest of the time. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Uh, and then I found out I ha- we had the panel and I had to re- rearrange a couple things. Thankfully, I only had a couple shoots planned during that time and they mm-hmm. were both friends of mine who were very gracious enough to reschedule and so I could actually make the, the panel happen. And so we're glad to have the panel. It's going to be super fun, just more next level stuff. Um, so very glad to have it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> check your junk mail, anyone that submitted something. <laughs> I guess so. How we found out is it was up on the website, uh, but without like the host named. And so we were suddenly like, How? did someone take our panel what? yeah and then then we wrote them and they're like oh no that that is in fact your panel like, oh that's cool I, okay i mean I, I enjoyed doing it last year i'm glad we get to do it again but mm-hmm. it was a bit of a headache because everyone of course had to shuffle some things and it sucks we lost girl with blue hair in the process but glad that she has her own panel and that's going to be super rad uh so yes that's the one panel i'm going to do okay. this year and that'll be yeah uh, friday of the con so that'll be uh super super fun i love doing it nice and then um so that so that's your friday uh yeah. do you uh as of this recording do you have any open paid spots left or are you all booked up friday i have two spots left and that's it and saturday is completely booked mm-hmm. sunday's like about half booked thursday is mostly wide open and I'm honestly like okay with that because I think okay. uh, now that I know I have a badge and I can actually go into the con and enjoy it, I think Thursday is just going to kind of hang out okay. and chill All and right. enjoy the con. Last year I did everything for free. I did 45 shoots and I had a really rude photographer say that like I only got 45 because I didn't charge. So uh, my goal was to try to get 45 and theoretically I could still hit that goal. But He's been just, counting on his Facebook. I have been counting down. Constantly. Yeah, but it's, that's why I it's, asked. It's kind of just a flex at this point for that. I will say that one rude person didn't get even close to 45 without charging either so fuck him but whatever uh just to be pe- just to be petty i want to try to get the 45 but if i don't it's not even a big deal like i'm gonna do the panel i'm gonna hang out and have so much fun and all the people that signed up to work with me are like really great really mm-hmm. talented people uh and it's just gonna be a hell of a lot of fun and uh yeah i'm super hyped well that's dope i just wanted to make sure that i got the tone right because it's yes. like yo help help my man max get over the over the hump here hit him up at eric max photography that. blah 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 but it seems like we don't need to do that well so, the, <laughs> so yeah the, the 45 was mostly just a flex really sure, but sure. the whole point in charging was uh i'm poor and i have kids yeah and uh i want to be able to get new gear uh was the whole like impetus to do that yeah uh so it was like the goal is like can i can i charge will people pay because there's amazing photographers that do mm-hmm. it for free all the time, and I usually do it for free. And I, I, I like to let people know because now there's been some confusion like, do you just charge all the time? No, no, no. I still do TFP shoots. But I think convention shooting is different than out of convention it shooting. It is. And yeah. that, that's how I try to clarify. It's like, like literally Emerald City for me, it's, it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser yeah. like – because uh, I like shooting, but I actually don't enjoy shooting at conventions that much. Like, I had fun at Nerd Fair because it was the challenge of, like, we had this one, like, stairwell with, yeah. like, this amazing natural light coming in. 
And it was like literally people walking by every twenty seconds, mm-hmm. and then like again you walk they by, including me, doing that. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so like, and they, the they're challenge. like waving light bars, like lightsabers, yeah. and then I'm like, hey, buddy, uh, can I get a bro hug? So like I'm that just was passing through. that was fun, you know, trying to make sure you're not getting people in your shot. But yeah, often yeah. at like an Emerald City and stuff, it like it's harder to like not get a guy eating a corn dog in your shot and that kind of thing. It's a little <laughs> harder. Uh, so most of my like you know free shoots, it's like let's go to a park somewhere and we'll, yeah. like we'll go play in the woods in the field somewhere and get cool backgrounds and whatever. But the con thing was all about like if I can raise funds, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if anyone would pay yeah. because so much of it is free. But you know I had a very strong response and I was very blessed and grateful to to have that. And because people did like I literally have a new camera right now that I'm using uh, because you know people yeah. hired me. So yeah. like. And that was always the whole point was like like I'm doing this so that I can upgrade my gear just to do this better. Like anytime I have ever charged, which has been very rare, it's like I got a new light now, I got a new lens now. It's always like, you know, to get something to step the game up just to make the hobby that's, better. Um That's the fun and, thing about having a hobby. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna get a new mixing board, I'm gonna get some new mics and, and it's fun, get new headphones. I get you know, myself it, yeah. in trouble, you know, with the wife sometimes. But it's very it's a lot it's great now when a package arrives in the mail and I see like the murder dagger start and I'm uh-huh. like Patreon baby, Patreon, what's up? This is this wasn't even me. This was this was coffee right here. This was this this that's is the funny. people. The people paid for this. This wasn't zero percent. <laughs> love that. You know, hey, so. Eric, that that might if I don't mind just asking kind of yeah. a question there because that might be a really interesting just kind of view right into what your panel is all about. This yeah. little one little nugget of information because mm-hmm. you just you're throwing out like initials and then what is paid and what is free. What was the initials you were just saying? TFP trade for print. What exactly, Time if you don't print. mind just kind of just revealing that, because that's the kind of stuff I think you yeah. you plan to talk about, We right? did trade we for are. print. Yeah. So what is trade for print? So essentially it boils down to being a free shoot where the whole thing is like, I'm going to invest time. My, my time and talent with the camera. Yep. Renee, I'm going to pose Casey in front Bomber of him. We'll po- pose. Renee Bomber. Yeah, Renee Bomber will we'll, uh, we'll model for me. Um, a lot of the scene here is is free shoots, sure. and I love that personally because you know coming in as a new person, I was able to, you know, spend money on food and gas to get to Seattle, whatever, because I live in Olympia. But like, you know, for a, a very low cost, shoot with amazingly talented mm-hmm. people, and you know, not have to like you know pay hundreds of dollars and do all this. And at the same time, as I'm working with these models, and some of them are like new and don't know how to pose very well, but some of them are very experienced and very talented and, and, you know, taught me a lot. And then, of course, you're seeing the other photographers and, like, seeing how they're doing things with the lighting whatever. So uh, the free shoots, which is the majority of what we do in the scene here, is it's supposed to be all about building your portfolio because, you know, most yeah. of what we do is sharing it on, you know, Instagram and Facebook, and a lot of it happens in the digital realm. Um, and so, yeah, like nine times out of ten, I'm totally happy to do that. I love doing it. Uh, with a lot of places in the country – charge though like kind of all the time um i'm glad we don't do that here i'm glad there is like such a a, a scene the thing that we're going to talk about more in depth in our panel is because it's so often free here there mm-hmm. is like an entitlement thing where people oh. like think they can demand my time and services yeah. and like so that gets into like so some it- murkier waters of like look i like you i think you're cool like again, I live in Olympia. If you're expecting me to like drive to Seattle, because they'll be like, "Come shoot this event." You for don't want to come up to Snohomish County, come to Everett, and shoot me for free, and well, then edit all I of get, your time. I get the number one thing is editing. People don't understand editing takes like can t- like last year. So I did the 45 last year at Number City. It took a full month to edit all. Sure, this. yeah. And last year it was all free, and I was happy to do it. 
everyone I shot with was amazing, very respectful, very mm-hmm, wonderful mm-hmm. people. We got some great stuff. I was happy to do it, but it took a full month to edit all 45 because, you know, I work full time and I've got little kids at home and, I mean, everyone's got a life, but people... The thing I take as a compliment is people think this is easy sometimes because they, mm-hmm. they see me like working with people at the time and uh, we'll just snap some pictures. And depending on the person, I can be very fast. So like I have all these people booked for 30 minute sessions. A lot of these people I'm going to knock out in like 10 minutes, you know, depending on like who it is. But that's like on site at the time, you know, I'll know that I got the shots. Then at home, that's like potentially hundreds of hours later in front of my computer, you know, yeah. dealing with all I this stuff. I give some really awkward faces. I love it. Well, I've, it's appropriate, <laughs> though, for a lot of the stuff for that we're, we're going faces. for. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, like, uh, I love the scene here. I think it's so great. And overall, like, it's a very cool, awesome nurturing thing. But because it's so often free, yeah. the thing that we have to, like, clarify sometimes uh, like for example there was a pretty big name person who of course i will just leave it at that but they wanted me to do a tfp shoot for them which that part would have been fine like very talented person like i like your stuff but then it was like i want you to shoot me for free but i'm gonna use it to sell prints oh like, okay see. and like, i'm gonna stop That's you right they get to make money off of him yeah interesting and, and, and so exactly and that was like okay like this is an etiquette thing here where it's like that I have a problem with. It's one thing, if you have a great cosplay that you're trying to work on, it's a thing that I'm excited about. You're a talented person. We can work on that together because I'm going to get to share your stuff. You know, you have a, thousands of followers, so, like, you're going to be tagged in my stuff, so it's going to bring new people to my page. That's the whole thing about the TFP, as long as, though, because I'm very adamant that, like, if you, like, I have a friend, Starla, that does amazing makeup. She's a pro makeup artist, so anytime I do a shoot that features her makeup, mm-hmm. I have to tag her in it because, you know, that's the whole point, right, is she did that work. She deserves to be credited if someone, you know, did your hair, whatever, and, you know. The exposure radiates yeah, it's, it's, out. It's a, it yeah. really, and it's that exposure thing, and I know we all kind of roll our eyes yeah, at, I, the wor- I, at the work. I was going to say exposure is it's, almost a... It's cross-marketing. It's, yeah. But, yeah, that's but better. When yeah. TF, TFP does work a lot... As long as you're all understanding the spirit of it and as long as you're all like respecting each other's time and talents. Yeah. And so as long as like I'm being tagged when I'm and the thing I try to explain too to people is like it's not just an etiquette thing, it's not just a polite thing, it's also like, you know, I have like thousands of followers. If you're tagging me in a thing, I will also share it, you know, and so like you'll get you not everyone that follows me follows you and vice versa. And so like if you're tagging me in things, not only is it just an etiquette thing, it's also like it's good for you because I'll share it and yeah. I'll repost it and reblog it and, and all these things. And then it's just getting out to more platforms. And that's, you know, I've met a ton of amazing people through Instagram, through Twitter, through mm-hmm. social media. And it's through, you know, you work with one amazing person and they have friends and then, you know, you meet all these people. I mean, Absolutely. like all these people here I'm talking to right now, yeah, I, yeah. you know, met you all through, you know, various, you know, Twitter and yeah. podcasts and all these things. I, all this networking when it's done right and done respectfully can absolutely open doors. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but then there is like the the darker side when it's like, well, I'm going to not pay you but try to like put it on my patreon for my like people that pay and yeah. you know and there's and and that stuff we're gonna we'll break down at the panel more because a lot of it i don't think is malicious i think a lot of times it's honestly just not thought about is a lot of a lot of these are new waters a lot of these are yeah. like new technologies and things i'm old so i didn't know what only fans was until like <laughs> six months ago and sure you know a lot of these things are like new platforms and, and whatever and we're still learning a lot of the mm-hmm. time so often i don't think it's malicious i often think it's just a communication breakdown and that's like one of the things i try to do with my platform is like just 
keep that communication yeah. open, you know, because I want to, like, work with new people, and I want to, like, always be open to that, but I'm also really big on respect and you gotcha. know, adequate treatment. So. Awesome. And again, that that is going to be during Emerald City Comic Con. Yep. That is going to be Friday afternoon, 1215. Uh, Step Up Your Cosplay Photography 2, yeah. hosted by my man Eric Mannix Photography. That is going to be a lot of fun. But and I, again, you can uh, catch him later that night, Friday night at CrackleFest 10. Uh, He's going to be shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell when to stop or not. I, I feel like I'm trampling over my friends over That's here. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's... Uh, so that's going to be a fun-filled Friday uh, during Emerald City. Uh, we already talked about uh, Saturday, so let's jump to Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday. So after after you've been to Crackle Fest, after you've been to the uh, amateur cosplay contest and after party at Raygun Lounge, and you're still at Emerald City Comic Con because there's still a full day don't of stop, conven- don't quit, keep going. Exactly. So uh, during. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con on Sunday again. That's going to be March fifteenth at one thirty. It's the panel called "Prepare Yourself, Comma Cosplay Contests Are Coming," hosted by Pixie Bomber Cosplay. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about that. So I am moderating the panel. I have uh, four very diverse uh, panelists with me. Mm. I have uh, Jarek Andar Cosplay who I think has judged more cosplay contests than anybody I know. I, I was going to say. She's judged a Northwest Nerd yeah. uh-huh. cosplay contest, yeah. Yeah. So the very we, first one. I brought her in That's for cool. her vast knowledge of judging everything. Um, Mariette Cosplay, who has um, hailing from Canada. She has been in the Masters Cosplay Contest Western Championships in multiple different categories. I have Wexi Lex, who I judged with her at Rose City. She builds big shit. Yeah. So she does like the monstrous size stuff. Okay, cool. And I have my dear friend and brother I never wanted, BH Cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of a hoot to talk to, too, because he... Uh, if you've ever seen anybody doing Fifth Element cosplay, he will be wearing it to the panel. Yeah, oh, nice. that's not Leilu. He picked the one. Of, he picked not just one of the police officers from that movie, but the police officer with the Coca Cola. Like he yeah. oh, talk about niche. So like, like exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a deep cut. Down. I appreciate the deep cut. So, exactly. What's funny about Sunday is I'm doing um, a Zombieland group, and oh. then he's doing a Fifth Element group. Okay. And Jarek Andrew is part of his uh, Fifth Element group. And so there's going to be like two massive movie groups just walking around Sunday. That's beautiful. And so it's wow. going to be quite the the war of like the movies within our panel. <laughs> Very so cool. It's going to be hilarious. So what uh, specifically we are focusing on is various topics. So it's more about planning the, the piece itself, planning what you're going to bring to the contest. Etiquette and behavior. We're going to you know, go into some things like the rules of it, some of the unsaid rules. Kind of the prejudging, what yeah. it what it looks like at prejudging. Eric had the luxury of sitting in prejudging and actually so cool. seeing yeah. what it looks like. Some people they go to a cosplay contest and they don't know what to expect. We also cover um, show books. Some people like me always show up with a show book. Some people don't. It's preference. Also, we will cover stage presentation and we will close out with um, taking care of your mental health. Okay. Because some of these cosplay contests can be very taxing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right now, everybody for Western Championships, as of the day of re- recording, 
they are waiting for their approval and denial emails. They oh. were supposed to be uh, received on Friday the 14th. And ReadPop is a little delayed on a lot of things. And a so, lot of things, it seems. <laughs> a little delayed. And so I mean, I, I don't have any friends over at Reed, so I, I, I could care less. Mm-hmm. So I believe that they're a little on the delayed end. So people are waiting anxiously for that acceptance and denial email. Yeah. And that will give them the details of when to show up and everything. Our intent, uh, when we applied, ReadPop came back to us and said, hey, will you do this type of panel instead? I said, let me talk to my people. We talked it over. And people are like, no, we're not compromising the integrity of our panel. We're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. It'll be a shit show if we try to do that. I went back to Read Pop and said, here's, I took out, you know, where people were angry. But I said, these are the points. Yeah. No, we're countering it. We want to go as intended. This is what our intent was. And the staff of Read Pop were actually very accommodating. They actually okay. heard what we wanted to say. They were willing to listen to us. We had a very short back and forth. And they accepted our panel as is. Nice. It was originally supposed to be on Friday. I said, we have one panelist, um, which, oh, gosh, I didn't actually, like, um, she didn't accept. Goodness gracious. Air Bubbles is on my panelist. The woman who lights everything up and puts everything in smoke. Um, <laughs> yeah. Air Bubbles is on my panelist. She wasn't going to make it Friday because she okay. had a conflict. But um, somehow Reed Pop put us in on Sunday and forgot to tell us until it went live. Glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> no. They... I was going to say, there's a lot of that going around, it seems. So, so, so what they did was they gave us our approval on Friday, but they they switched us with somebody else and just neglected to communicate it until mm. it went live on the um, the boards. And so I emailed them and said, hey, I also want to confirm that we are for sure on for Sunday. They said yes. It's just, you know, they said we so much has been happening. You know, they had a great excuse, whatever. But we're going to be in... Uh, Cosplay Central Stage, which is, I believe it's a new location that they haven't had before. So I'm very intrigued to see what it's going to look like because they haven't put out any maps yet. It, it So it says WSCC 307. I think that's across... Um, across the Sky Bridge in like that, that corner area. That's what I'm wondering. And that I, landing area up that side escalator. I, I think it's... Um, I could totally be wrong, but you know when the escalators go up? On the side area, the Sky Bridge. On the Sky Bridge? Like, it's not, if you can take, like, from Subway, you can go through that back little um, walkway. Yeah. Where people sit and eat, and then there's that back um, walkway to get through around to the uh, side of the Sky Bridge. Okay. I think I know what you're talking it's about. Like a, it's like a cut through to get around. Yes. Okay, so you think it's in there. So I'm wondering. Okay. I don't I, know yet. I think they're creating its own, they said, cosplay stage. Oh, mm. Okay. It'd be awesome if I'm well, it's third stage. floor. It's three o something, right? Three o seven. That makes me usually think of when they have those uh, those convention rooms around the escalators, because that's, that's what actually I in, too. That's, that's what actually I was thinking. in the uh, in the convention center. But yeah, it is. Uh, I've also been at the uh, at the other side of trying to communicate with not just Reed Pop. Left Field Media is another one. They do Rose City Comic Con, and it always is sometimes you know troubling because I think they they have probably hundreds of people trying to communicate with them every single day and they really are kind of a small team i don't take it personally and i say this half because i'm trying to suck up to them uh but also you know i've met some of them so i've kind of put like a personal face to it when they do like meetups and such and they know me by name and they tell me cosplay as i should do give them a choice you know, <laughs> I am a just force. like just like with those podcasts, you don't give us no. give us a choice. I'm just a force to be reckoned with. I'm a big personality, and yeah. a small human body. That's why I always say like uh, if it's 
it's easy for a lot of folks to just kind of complain, especially like in the groups and so forth. I found that it is it, they'll be very receptive. You actually just send them an email and say, hey, here is my feedback. They might totally ignore it. I've had that too. But I, I encourage people like find out who the folks are at ReadPop, get the email, send it out there, engage in their group and try to get out there. Because uh, a lot of the times when I've had complaints about stuff like – whether it's a guest mm-hmm. or the vibe of the convention, making the voice known, I think, is one of the best ways to do it because they are trying to be receptive to it. I don't think they can do everything, but um, yeah, at least that's yeah. my that's my little mm-hmm. advice for folks when they want to give feedback to Emerald City. Gotcha. Left field too. Uh, Rose City is yeah. Wink, wink. No, no offense to anybody. That's kind of my favorite one in the Northwest, but like th- they'll be receptive. They're growing too. to be yeah. one of my favorites because of the relationship aspect is really. Yeah. Rose City is my favorite con. I yeah. think it's amazing. Nice. Very good. Well, while we were chatting, I, I figured out some uh, ge- geographical legislation. So, uh, okay, so the level with the sky bridge is level four. Um, WSCC level three is the floor below that. So it's below the main exhibition area. Um, so that, but it, so it is on the convention center side. It's not across the street at, at TCC. Like I thought it was. I wonder if it's one of those rooms that's along the same level as the. Yeah. So, so when, so when it's one of the elevator land escalator landings, so it's just one of those perimeter perimeter, uh, nobody's going to find that room. That that's going to find that's going to be a little tough to say. That's why I wanted to mention it. So folks can get off the escalator at the third floor, maybe invest in some balloons or some, some (laughs) (laughs) signage or something like that. Let's put a police officer up front. Perfect. Um, so that is going to be the uh, Prepare Yourself Cosplay Contest, our coming panel. Uh, that is going to be on Sunday, March 15th at 1.30 p.m. Uh, during Emerald City Comic Con. Eric, did you know that you're in the same room as we are in 307? I did not because I did not know what room we were in at all. It's been a whole I just thing. looked at the app Beautiful. for you. Thank just you. let you know. See, Renee, Renee, she's more organized. Friend. That, the, that app is so one. helpful. It's very helpful. It really is. I, I literally, I have to like set times for my own shit. Oh, like, sure. I'm going to make sure oh, I yeah. go to that. Yeah. 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 I think they're trying Internet's to Internet, so helpful. Yeah. I think they're trying to shove everything cosplay related into that one room. So yeah. if you're wondering, hey, I want a panel about cosplay, you should probably just look at that room. Sounds like it's probably there. Didn't they usually put like cosplay repair station in that general same area? I see, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that if it's it's not that room, then it's somewhere adjacent to it. Uh And maybe the changing stations and probably something else will probably be all in that centralized area. Gotcha. I'm hoping. As soon as they give us a map, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so folks, this is uh, this has been tons of fun, and we could talk for several more hours. And uh, but we've uh, I can we, talk for days. I know, right? And that's and that's kind of the whole thing. But I think My our our are literally running in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as our time does come to an end, I do want to go around the room one more time, and uh, you know, uh, give folks the opportunity to hype they stuff and let folks know about all the stuff and all of the things. Um, let's uh, let's start with my dude Mannix off to my yeah. far far left, uh, uh, pissing people off left and right out on, on the socials. But no, uh, so um, so how can folks uh, connect with you on the internet? How can we connect with you on the social medias? And how else can we um, you know support you out on the Patreons and the coffees and more or less promote yourself? Hold nothing back. Oh, I, I never have a problem with that. Thank, I, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, so I am at the Bobby Krogan on Twitter. Twitter is mostly just 
shit talk and pissing people off. Yeah, and, and gifts, gifts, ridiculous gifts. Uh, that's that's mostly what Twitter is. But I always try to, it's true. you know, retweet my my podcast homies and my cosplayers and just random whatever. And that's what my Twitter is. Uh, on uh, Facebook, I do have an Eric Mannix photography page where I share things. I occasionally create events. Like I have a big um, Spider Verse shoot coming up in mm-hmm. August. It's the one and only. I don't really do open shoots anymore because they're just too much of a headache. But uh, the Spider Verse is like kind of a yearly tradition at this point. So like, and I just love Spider Man and all things Spider Man related. So uh, if you're interested in something like a Spider Man shoot, uh, I do have one coming up in uh, August. That will be fun, and you can find that on Eric Mannix Photography and uh, yeah, on Instagram in Eric Mannix Photography as well. That's probably where I'm the most active as far as my like actual photography and and trying to like reach out to yeah. new people and things like that and and organize things is yeah Instagram I have a love hate relationship with Instagram I think most people probably do but that the, algorithm yeah you know. and then yeah I'm I'm on coffee or Ko-Fi or however the hell you say it um again search for Eric Mannix and and you'll find me there and uh Patreon as well and I'm really bad about updating both of them, but people are still good at helping me buy lenses and things yeah. anyway. So thank you, friends, for helping me out. Without you, I literally could not do it. So bless you. All right. So and during Emerald City Comic Con, we can find you Friday. You've uh, you've got your panel. Yes. You uh, uh, step up your cosplay photography too, yes. uh, which we have now learned is in WSCC room three zero seven. That is going to be twelve fifteen p.m. Um, again, right. that is going to be on Friday, and yes. then later that evening you'll be at Hard Rock Seattle with me at Crackle Fest ten, yeah. uh, rocking out with your nerd out, uh, celebrating ten years of nerd rock with uh, Kirby Crackle H two yeah. Awesome and uh, Emily McVicker, and hosted by me of uh, the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. So that is your Friday all sorted out during uh, Emerald City Comic Con. We move on. I'm actually trying to do this in a flow kind of way. Um, Dyer Oxley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, host of Northwest Nerd. Uh, before uh, uh, before we let you go, uh, what's, uh, what's new with Northwest Nerd or the Northwest Nerds or the Northwest Nerds Presents? <laughs> Northwest Nerd, NW Nerd. All caps. All caps. Podcast, capital P, lowercase, the rest of the word. We really want to get all particular with the branding. <laughs> Got to. Uh, Northwest Nerd, despite what Newsweek says, uh, <laughs> we are a magazine-style podcast. Uh, what's new is we're finishing out uh, the rest of our season, which will run till about May or so. We've got a few stories that come up. That's kind of like how we like to promote it. We are the mm-hmm. uh, we are the stories that make us nerds. That's what yeah. we like to present. Um, we have a few more interviews coming up. One we've talked a lot about mental health here. One of them is going to deal with that. Nice. Uh, we've got some stories from the uh, eastern side of the state of some little pockets of nerd folks aren't really as aware of. Love it. Um, and then after we round out in May, I guess I'm back out on the road looking for more stories and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can give got, you a list of stories if you need them. You have given me a list of stories. <laughs> uh, there's a Google Doc it. about it. There is uh, the Ensign's Haddocks, as I call them. Uh, Brandon and Kira Haddocks uh, have jumped on board <laughs> and are helping out. They are going to experiment with some video and things like that. So I'm going to expand the medium a little bit and yeah. see where uh, Northwest Nerd can, can go to. I've been pushing for a magazine for a while. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but um, 
that may be coming. Keep your eye out for it. That may be coming down the pipe a little bit. Uh, And yeah, you can find us at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I forget the ats, but it's not that hard to find us. NW Nerd, you will be able to find us there. And then, of course, Saturday night, our cosplay contest. Yep, that is going to be Saturday, March 14th, 8 p.m. at the Ray Gun Lounge. Just a quick walk. Uh, Well, relatively Mm -hmm. quick, depending upon the incline and uh, what your cosplay is. Minus any petticoats. Exactly. But uh, Northwest Nerd presents Amateur and Intermediate Cosplay Contest and After Party at Ray Gun Lounge. That is going to be a ton of fun hosted by the Northwest Nerd Podcast. Emceed by my man Eric Mannix, uh, judged by Pixie Bomber Cosplay, as as well as uh, some other cool folks. Uh, go check that out. Um, and that leaves us with Pixie Bomber Cosplay. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Where uh, where can folks find you on the internet and connect with you on the social medias? And give uh, let's give another plug for your uh, Sunday panel as well. I am active on Twitter and Instagram at Pixie underscore Bomber, P-I-X-I-E underscore Bomber, B-O-M-B-E-R, on both platforms. I do have a Facebook page that is Pixie Bomber Cosplay, where I do feed some information in. Um, As Mike learned, I'm not as actively messenger on the (laughs) Facebook uh, page with that one. It just doesn't send notifications as easily. Um, Instagram has a great um, app for messaging as opposed to that. I don't know why. It just it works better. I haven't quite published my lineup for Emerald City yet. I'm still kind of fine-tuning a couple things. I haven't decided what I'm wearing for a cosplay for judging yet, okay. knowing that I'm going to be sitting on my bum on the bench for a while judging and then standing up looking at things touching things and sitting back down so i've been doing a lot of um, cosplay aerobics at night so i want to make sure that i can be mobile and not um too awkward because i just awkward is part of my charm same though and so i need to make (laughs) sure that you know i can make things happen and so i'll be changing out of my 1950s Emma Frost into something else, but I don't know what yet. Okay. I do possess a Northwestern t-shirt, which I'm highly considering wearing to Please promote do. the brand, but what to wear with it, I don't know yet. You have a cosplay, what was the person's name? I forget, I'm spacing on it Luna right Lovegood. Now. Luna Lovegood, yeah, and you version. put the Northwest nerd in with that. Yep, and thinking about where you're bringing her back. Yeah, I'm Just, I'm personally a fan of that one for bias reasons. For bias reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about it. I had to find the glasses, though. They went into storage, and I need to pull them out. But the, uh, there's a possibility. Gotcha. So we may have just d- literally decided it on your yeah, podcast. It, it's an exclusive. It is. <laughs> I think it's. I think we're sold. I, I love it. And uh, your panel is Sunday, March 15th, uh, 1.30 p.m. That's going to be in WSCC 307, as we uh, legislated earlier. That right. is the Prepare, uh, Prepare Yourself Cosplay Contest Are Coming panel, uh, hosted by Pixie Bomber Conf- Cosplay. And I, I you know, I, I'm starting to get like that cotton with- mouth where it's like yeah. everything is just kind of starting to get real foamy. And mixed the beautiful together. thing about Enjoy our, your ASMR. our panel is... People in that panel have judged me. I have been in cosplay contests with people. People have beat me in a cosplay contest in that panel. So it's I've judged with other people in there. So it's we're all it's all like one degree of separation in that panel. Awesome. Very cool. And are there any other uh, platforms where folks can support you? Do you have like a Patreon or anything else like that? No, I've thought about it and I just haven't gotten that far. 
I am a state employee, so things are, you know, ah. difficult. But thankfully, <laughs> you know, understand. state of Washington keeps me in business. I just haven't figured out how to, like, ask people to fund me for building my stuff. It's yeah. just weird. I haven't figured that out yet. I, I, I feel. I'm kind of, I kind of find myself in the same boat. It's like, wait a sec. If if I find myself, like, asking for money, I have to, like, give something back in return. I, I don't know if I could do the that. The gift but. is me. <laughs> like, I, I am the gift. I literally like, brought, I am the president. You're welcome. I gave Payment. Eric coffee for taking photos That's of true. me. That's <laughs> true. Hashtag episode title. <laughs> That's, uh, well, uh, Pixie Bomber just hit on a good one. We talk about the TFP scene and all that. One of my favorite things in the world, it's never expected, but I will absolutely get bribed with coffee. And if you bring me a coffee, I will love you forever. And absolutely. if you if you ever if you ever need an icebreaker and you're like, I love Eric Manning's photography. That's but the I'm first like time you met in person. Yeah. I brought him coffee. Nice. You know what? That's perfect icebreaker. I'm like, you know, I'll take some sips, I'll wake up and then it's like, Hey, you wanna shoot since you're here? What's up? Let's do this. So uh, you know, a not so secret secret of the of the game. Find out what your photographer's like. Nick to eat bought and drink. me a beer once. He wow. also offered me a producer credit, which I've never gotten yet. And then he fled the state. Oh for- snap. Uh-huh. For what? What did you You're yeah. our ambassador. You're our electrical. I know. So I got a title. Uh, I'll try I'll put that at the I'll try to put that at the end of the podcast. Our ambassador is a bomber. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, uh any final thoughts before uh before we uh close this epic sesh out. This is this has been a ton of fun, you guys. Yeah, I actually, really appreciate y'all coming one in. One final thought. If you're ever going to Target, don't wear red. As a shopper, <laughs> I went to like, Joanne Fabrics and wear green once. Oh, well, that's buddy. the thing is you either have to <laughs> you either have to wear another color or just know the layout of the store really, really well. Yeah. Final thought. <laughs> I, I top that top that pixie bomb. I said I went to Joanne Fabrics and wear green ones. Yeah, mistake. Do, do you, uh, Mar- Mannix, do you have a, uh, a retail uh, shenanigans I'll story? I'll piggyback off of that because I shop at Target a lot. <laughs> um, even if I was wearing red, oh you could God. tell that I don't work there because I actually give a shit. Oh, oh damn! <laughs> no, I in in that vein, I had like a, a Bluetooth earpiece in yeah, once. Yeah. I was talking to my mom on the phone because I don't know how to shop for babies, and Same. my brother started breeding and stuff. So, um, I'm trying to do some questions. I'm trying to like figure out: Do they want this book? How old are they? What yeah, what yeah. exactly is a th- what's a three T and all this? And then someone walked up to me because they saw the they saw the the earpiece, and I was like, hey. Uh, they're like, excuse me, uh, where, where's the, uh, where's, where's the clothing section or whatever? Sure. Like, I don't, I, I don't. It's actually over there. If you just take a left, basically, is, oh is what gosh. I did. Yeah, I guess it was the earpiece, but yeah. And now I know what a three T is. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, that will about do it for this week's episode. I again want to thank uh, my panel for joining us. This has been a blast. We will have Thanks to do it again uh, sometime in the future. For Mike Cybert Radio, my name is Mike. Eric Mannix. Renee Bomber. <laughs> Dire Oxley. And until next time, make good choices. Woo! Dope. All right. All my kids are about to destroy your studio. Oh. I'll bet. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out bydoormusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production.
those are solid. Was that mics. the one you shoved in my mouth on Tuesday? Um, phrasing. It's <laughs> you had a shotgun microphone. <laughs> shoved uh, a shotgun in my mouth. What? <laughs> Wow. See, Dyer I used a shotgun microphone on you. I got to use the 320s. Um, Dyer has this analogy that you need to make love to the microphone. Crazy. Yeah. And so I like to make no, awkward I've statements. I've never, never said that. I said I've heard all the jokes, just get them out of the way, yada, yada, because I basically give the same thing. It's like yeah. you have this microphone, you have to get it directionally into your face. If you go over here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And eventually somebody's going to make some kind of thing. And so I say you have to make love to the microphone. Okay. What I tell folks is you want to be about whispering distance. So it's like it's like you wouldn't share a secret from over here. Oh, I got a secret. I can't hear what your fucking secret is. Right. No. It's like now, now I hear your secret. What's the secret? So Hell yeah. that that's that's just kind of how uh kind of how I do, but yeah. Um okay, so before we get going, questions, comments, concerns. Explicit, not explicit. Yes, definitely. God damn it, George, swear. Oh, uh, explicit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Their their podcast is very non, and I said the word dick, and he bleeped uh-huh. me. Sure, I yeah. Also bleeped out penis. So yeah, I know. Um, just yeah. Damn. What do you got against the dong? <laughs> I said uh, the word. The dong I nothing against the it was, dong. I said the word dick pick. It was I. Uh, I am. Like, you have no idea how hard it is for me not to <laughs> swear, uh-huh. say inappropriate things in general. Sure, yeah. Um. It's kind of like in newspapers. Like, I really wish I could just swear on the page, but, like, <laughs> I can't. So, yeah. um, anyway. So, I've, I've just maintained it ever since. And so. It, it's not a bad aesthetic. Yeah. I don't think. Um, but what, I'm not against it. I don't think there's a right or wrong way exactly, to do it. But, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, what I tell folks, my guests, when they ask me that question, it's like, well, speak to your comfort. You know, yeah. it, you know, because, like, it, it's interesting. Like, when I do shows by myself or depending upon who I'm talking to, I don't actually swear a whole lot by myself. But what I found is oh, if I- I swear I, in my cubicle. Well, and if I <laughs> if I get like around some of my rowdy friends and stuff like that, and because like I've, I've gotten some feedback before, it's like, Jesus, Mike, you were really swearing a lot in that one. I'm, I'm not used to hearing you say fuck all the time. <laughs> and it'd be like, yeah, fuck this, fuck that, fucking, 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 fucking. It's, it's what's terrible is when you try to stop swearing, like you're, yes. like, you're watching out for it. Uh-huh. In my experience, I sound like an like an idiot. Like I don't have <laughs> I don't have the other words to use. Oh, I see. <laughs> if I was just so I find myself like usually I just like oh man I was so fucking tired the other day uh-huh. yada yada I just shits and giggles blah, blah like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I will talk that, but then when you don't do that, I'll be like I was so tired. Like I like really it, like it slows down everything. <laughs> it's like trying to funny. use a typewriter all of a sudden. It's like I could not. Yeah. Use See, my, my grown-up words. So I like to ask up front so I know, mm-hmm. because in the event that it... Because if I... Somebody is, like, Dyer's is non-explicit, so I know... Yeah. I just choose not to swear, because then it's easier on the editing on the back end. Yep. Yep. But yeah. there's no other way to explain a dick pic on Bumble than saying the word dick pic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dick on Bumble. <laughs> Phrasing! <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Well, I think we're about as ready as we're going to be, so I'm going to do a... Um, Lost myself for a sec. I'm good. What? I'm good you now. good? You good? I'm good now. Were you distracted by the word dick pic? Uh, yes. And Bumble? Dick, dick Bumble. That's dick Bumble. Whole, dick Bumble. I mean, You're I mean, married. You don't understand this whole world. I mean, again, I, I, uh, I, I spend a lot of time in them Transformer spaces, and that stuff gets very NSFW when you start getting into, like, you know, fic and zines and no, all that like, stuff. There, there's a lot of... There's a lot of robot banging going on. Re- re- real talk, though, I have been I've been married for 
so I I've been with my wife since like you know the the, the Bush administration, right? So like uh, second Bush, not not the, not old the, Bush, but still, this is so, not a podcast about grooming. So I'm just saying, like you know what I'm saying, like 2004, like that was a long time ago. So like all this Tinder and all these things like didn't exist. So when I talked to the younger folk and they tell me what dating is like now, I'm like that sounds horrible. Oh my! Yeah. God. When uh, we had our bad. dating yeah. relationships thing, with, uh, which we recorded last. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Turn that one around fast. Um, yeah, you yeah. did. You flipped it. We had last. Yeah. yeah, we recorded then, and uh, we were talking about like dating apps because someone asked a question about it, and then Renee brings out, "Is like, oh, now there's Facebook dating." It's like, there's Facebook dating now. Yeah, that's yeah. apparently a thing. Yeah, yeah, apparently, like Julian's totally into that, right? Yes, because he he, he's always getting like messaged and stuff oh. like that. And he, I'm yeah. trying to help that boy out. <laughs> he needs to help himself out. Hey, phrasing. Yeah, <laughs> well, there is that. No, not help him out that way. Jesus Louise, I'm not interested. Give me that look. Wow. There, give me a look. That was beautiful. Well, I'm glad we did the tour first because it'd be like, please leave. Yeah. Please leave this place. Well, it was real. <laughs> it was real. It was fun. But please yeah. leave. Let us clear the room. Let us clear the room. We've had enough of this. Clear the room. Clear the room. Clear the room. Clear the room. That's enough of this. Sorry, I fucked it up. I'm not good at doing <laughs> it's that. It's all good. It's oh man. All right, all right. Oh, so <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, good stuff. One more time. Out you go.